Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm. It's excitement season when it comes to Patch 6.5 and our EU Fan Fest next week. But this week, we're going to be revisiting a topic from last week. Last week, we did our first impressions of 6.5, and we didn't hold back any of the story elements. This week, we're going to bring on people who are smarter than Sly and I to actually talk about it a little bit more. Because y'all, y'all know. Y'all, y'all in the comments, <laughs> you know. It's like, we're, like, we get it, but, like, you know. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. Why was that slide? Only when drunk, apparently. Only when drunk. That was the only time that you know the lore like that in depth. It's like drunk. <laughs> it's like a drunk I recall. I had to. I had to for every Aerzivia. I had to. Drunk recall is a real history. thing. I know yep. someone who got their nursing degree similarly. <laughs> 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 I don't know if they nurse all drunk, but they were like, "Wow, that's very concerning." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy, of course, joining me is Sly. Not drunk at the moment, but I think he'll do his nope. best. How you doing, Sly? <laughs> is that liquid death? Hi, I'm doing well. Yes. Okay, I couldn't tell. Armless Palmer. Armless Palmer. I love liquid death. It's so funny. Does that mean we can't... <laughs> I guess that's Raubon's favorite version of liquid yep. death. Huh? No! <laughs> you started. Oh, no. All right. Oh, Yes. <laughs> And, Still too soon. And we have a slew of lore-related guests all making their debuts here on State of the Realm. My song's about to run out because we're talking. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to swap over <laughs> now since the song's about to run out anyway. We have first, I'll do from top left to bottom here. Uh, I, excuse me if I get this wrong. Croatoan? Yes, that's how you say it. All right. I'm you so smart. We have, <laughs> yep. Welcome. It's just a quick little introduction for yourself. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Huge, huge opportunity, and I really do appreciate it. So I'm Croatoan. I run a platform known as the Esalen Collate, a very, very lore-focused channel on Twitch, and I every once in a while drop stuff on YouTube. It is a little bit harder for me to do that, but mainly on Twitch. And I've been in the Final Fantasy XIV community since 2015. Been playing since uh, Patch 3.1 was the first one I got to get into. I'm and sorry. I want to say, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was there. I was there in the area, in the era, you know, in the, in the various eras through the game. So I, I feel like I feel like vet status, kind of, but not 1.0 vet status. That's not but, a vet status you want anyway. Trust me. I really. <laughs> I do appreciate the work you all went through to keep the game going. Then uh, it's 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 been good. I just really really enjoy being able to get in the game. But of course, was able to start kind of working on a platform. In 2018, I joined a group known as Etherflow Media. We did magazine articles. We did a bunch of presentations. I got to interview Bonriotto, which was really insane. And then kind of like from there, just launched off and start started covering whatever I could about the lore on Twitch. You know, every once in a while, I'll post stuff on YouTube, been on a couple shows, started getting invited to channels. I, I was I was gracefully invited by Caloretic and Sonic Stripe on their channels as well. So... Huge shout out to them as well for giving me that opportunity to share my passion of lore stuff. But of course, you know, the most important reference, I was the Spikes on Spikes guy back in 2018. <laughs> I was the one that put Spikes on the vegetarian. And I think, for me at least, that's where it all started off and launched to where I'm at today. So, yeah, just really, really happy to be here and super excited to talk, talk some lore. Well, welcome in. Uh, good to have you. Thank I'm glad you. that... Sly has invited you and our other guests, because like I said in pre-show, I am not the social butterfly <laughs> of all of us. 
Sly, on the other <laughs> hand, gets a few drinks in, and he's just like, "Hi, hi, come here." <laughs> it's not even bad. So, it actually, happens to him in the most loving way. He did that to me at FanFest. Because <laughs> I remember walking out of FanFest and and I hear, "Hey, you." <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> So that that is on point, and it's actually it was really cool. I really did appreciate the invitation, promise. But that was that was such a funny way to be like, oh my gosh, Sly is calling to me, and turning around like, oh, like what do I do? <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> that was super cool. <laughs> uh, if Discord seems like it's lagging at any point, that's on my end. Just a small spike looks like it'll be leveling out in a minute or two. Of course, Comcast, welcome. Oh, yeah, of course. Always, always, always. But it typical like ISP. No, typical Comcast. I've had good ISPs before. It's typical Comcast more than anything else. But it should be leveled out at this point. All right. Uh, next we have, uh, and I'm going to hopefully get this, Claritic. Just assume heretic, Claritic. Is that where, is yeah. that? Okay. Uh, see, I'm two for two. I'm good. <laughs> Welcome. Right. And of course, to int- introduce yourself and whatnot. Yes. So, uh, hello. I'm Claritic. Uh, she, her pronouns. Uh, uh, and so in terms of like my history with the game, I started back in like late Heaven's Ward. I turned up when there was like Final Fantasy V stuff going on. So that gives you a general ballpark uh, area of that. And I've just been like playing ever since, mostly just quietly uh, by myself. But then I started making lore videos, uh, you know, like around like late Shadowbringers, uh, uh, mostly because like, I saw people being wrong, and I wanted to correct them. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but like, I, I do try to do it in like more of a light-hearted way. I recognize that a lot of this is silly as hell, so let's just treat it like that. And <laughs> it's it's just a fun, weird little corner of a hobby we've got. So let's just really enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, so my uh, my videos have been uh, have been on things like. Talking about how Astinian is the strongest person on uh, uh, in uh, in the entire game, uh, or why exactly we don't just kill the elementals. <laughs> the first one seemed obvious. The second one seemed more obvious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I also know how people interpret. With either of them, you'd lose. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> uh. Amazing. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I wasn't sure if you were done because I kind of. I'm I'm basically done unless uh, <laughs> unless we want to talk about uh, things like the time I talked a whole lot about Ultima Thule's fish. Hey, that was a good video. That was a really good video. I <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was fun. Definitely, definitely talk about that one. <laughs> fish of despair. Yo. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, other dimensions, like it's insane. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They are. That's yeah. They're just fish from other planets <laughs> that don't exist anymore. None of them exist. They're not real anyway. Real. I mean, actually, now they're there, real. There's a, there's a thing that most of them are based on real fish that exist. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's as long as it's <laughs> most not whatever. Of those fish aren't extra dimensional. Yeah, as right. long as it's not whatever the heck they came up with at NA Fan Fest this time around. That's I don't even. Want oh, to all right, all right, all right. You. <laughs> That was painful. I didn't like the way that fish turned out at all compared to the last one. <laughs> I didn't like that. All right, well, thank you and welcome. And finally, to round things out, we have a scribe. How you doing, boss? Why don't you do your intro, all that good stuff? 
I'm doing good. Hello, everyone. I am the Snodic Scribe. Though it seems uh, some of your chat already recognizes me. Nice to see you all here. And I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV since 1.0. I... Good lord. This game has gone through so many different uh, evolutions, iterations, and everything. And some of it awesome, some of it... Eh. But I love this game with all my heart. And as such, about two years ago, I started to really take... YouTube and lore videos seriously. And honestly, since then, I've had nothing but, like, a wave of events and emotions. Like, the channel grew rapidly, I ended up spreading stories to so many people, getting invited to so many things, ended up going to FanFest because of the success of the channel, meeting so many awesome people like Roatoan there, and, like, and then just recently with the uh, LunarCon, doing all that stuff with everyone there it was awesome as well. So, uh, this channel and the audience, the Fall Fantasy 14 community as an extension have just been nothing but amazing. So, here's hoping that uh, more people are interested in the lore uh, in the future. It always seems like everyone's interested in the lore, but there's, like, a, a hard stopping point where they just, like, get to a point and they're just like... I'm gonna stop. Yeah, it. I'm gonna stop figuring it out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will, I just had I will say. Yeah, yeah. They'll stop we're figuring sitting... it out and wait for someone else to tell them what to think. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that happens. Yep, we're sitting at 13 years now, right? If you're counting 1.0 lore, you're sitting at 13 years of content to try to recall at any moment's notice. It's a lot, and <laughs> I don't, I don't blame anybody that feels intimidated. But the invitation is always there. I know for a fact especially in Claretic and Sonalic Scribes channels, if you have the question, there is an answer out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us do try to push out the idea of an open invitation. I, I do always give the shout-out, but, of course, at least for me, Anonymous was the one that got me mainly into the lore in the very, very beginning of it all. And his campfire thing, he was talking about how everyone should be welcome and everyone should be able to talk about stuff. That still applies. So even if it seems intimidating, you should always ask. Because there's plenty of us to answer. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he's entirely right. There's so much, like, stuff to go over that yep. even after having gone over the books, like, five times over already and reading so many boxes of dialogue so many times, I still go over to Croatoan now and then being like, dude, am I reading this right? Facts <laughs> <laughs> checkers. Yep. Yep. Never hurts to get a second opinion. Yeah. With that, Sly, before we get into the 6.5... Do you have any questions for them since they're since they're so open? Is there is there something you'd like to pick their brain about that's not inhibited by only being six point five? <laughs> Do it. It'll come up. It'll, It'll come, come up. up. <laughs> oh I boy! Just again, you know, let it let it naturally happen. Like uh, I didn't know that there was like a the thing, thing, so now I know that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, looking forward to oh, that. Yeah. Well, I, I do have one <laughs> slide. I just wanted you to go first. Uh, I want to find out what, okay. what team each of the three of them is on when it comes to this topic. So, uh, oh, boy. Uh -oh. time bubble or not time bubble? <laughs> uh oh, no. Uh -oh. oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll bite the bullet on this one. I'll go first. So, <laughs> As someone who enjoys a whole lot of different stories from a whole lot of different parts of media, I enjoy watching a world naturally breathe and evolve on its own. Mm -hmm. So I'm most of the time anti-time bubble, simply because 
the the more you pack into the bubble, the less natural things start to feel at some point. Right. Like the like, there's nothing wrong with having a time bubble for a time, but at some point you gotta let it pop. You just gotta let it pop, and you gotta put in the work that comes with it. All right. That's one. Yeah. See, and that I really do agree with that sentiment. It's mainly because the game has been around for such a long amount of time, and I understand the notion of people joining. Because this, this is what Koji's always said, right? He always referred to The Simpsons. He's like, The Simpsons never age. That's what we're trying to do. And, yeah, The Simpsons have been around for a very long time. But I think in the terms of how that series works, it works for them. With a sprawling world narrative like Final Fantasy XIV, it doesn't work for fourteen. It's just there are specific events that take place that people are tracking, right? Like the Calamity. Like, I mean, Shadowbringers. I mean, how many times do you have to tell people about the time loop that we broke and all this stuff? Like, it's just, you know, it. all of this becomes difficult when there is no forward progression of time. And I don't know if there's an easy answer to it, but the time bubble is becoming absurd at this point. <laughs> and it's very difficult to track and then explain it in a way that makes sense because I get... I'm pretty sure if I was the top, if I was to list the top ten lore questions I receive on the daily and in DMs and stuff, they're like, "What year is it?" You know, and then I just have to respond with the usual meme of uh, Robin Williams. What you know? What what year is it? Because that's how I feel every time trying to figure it out. And <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would say for myself, anti time bubble because it's just it's rough. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm the dissenting opinion then. Because I actually, like, generally don't mind it. I think a big strength of Final Fantasy XIV, especially compared to, like, other uh, other games, uh, uh, sort of, like, it's generally in the same space with these days, is that you can just do everything that that has been Final Fantasy XIV, uh, like, with with some exceptions. Like, one like 1.0 stuff, you ain't doing that anymore. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, you aren't doing that anymore, and you should be happy about that. But, like, generally speaking, like, you can do everything that Final Fantasy XIV has ever had since, uh, uh, since Around Reborn, and that's a, uh, and that's a good thing. It means that, like, someone who joins, like, for Dawn Trail isn't lost and, ju- uh, and just, like, has to, has to ask us about things that, like, has pa- have passed by and they literally can't know about. So, and, like, the time bubble is a helpful uh, thing for that, uh, because it, uh, like, it means that they don't have to worry about, oh, yeah, this happened ten years ago. It's like, yeah, it's, it helps them uh, them be, like, a part of the story, even if they turn double eight. Even if it creates Fair. weird situations, like, this game has apparently, according to Nashu, been going on for less than a year, but we've had ten Christmases. <laughs> Oh, are we going to get into the continuity errors at some point? <laughs> There's a reason Sly has his, uh, he's, he's ready for his flight. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Still excited. Still excited. Yeah, I want to get into all of that. Because then we won't even be able to talk about 6.5. Right? <laughs> because, and I honestly could have brought you, guys, oh, you all on just to, you know. 
So oh, no, I, you're entirely yeah. correct. The yeah. last time, uh, <laughs> I think it was me and uh, the Orzine Archives were brought onto a podcast together, he and I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> That's what Sly was banking on. That's why he has the neck pillow. He was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Sly, you know what, Sly? Just... I don't want you to be that comfortable. You know what? You oh you take care of the, the next bit, all right? You get us into 6.5 discussion. Take the take the damn well, take it off. You're work okay. you're working, Sly. You're working. <laughs> okay, but first, <laughs> pay the bills real quick. Oh, the uh, sponsors, right? Yeah, I guess I should do that. That's I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we were just we were already so deep into we were. Oh my god, <laughs> Sly! They were He's so into it. They don't mind. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today's sponsor is... Patreon supporters. <laughs> That's who the sponsors are. Sponsors Ooh. over on Patreon. They just wanted, at that point, slide. they were into it too. They weren't even thinking about it, the, the Patreon <laughs> peeps. They're just like, yeah, no, shut up. Who cares? Just just continue talking. We don't care about us. That's fine. So we do. So thank uh-huh. you and for supporting over on Patreon. Thank you. There you go. See? We did that. And then Steel Series. And? Always. There you go. There, there you go. go. See? There you go. You happy, Sly? No, I'm happy, actually. You're Sly. I'm happy. Yeah. I like how I put you into that, and then you did it to yourself. I'm trying to be good. I'm not trying to be good. You're Sly. You know, okay. There we go. The alcoholic drinks are coming out now. I'm really good (laughs) at this. I'm really good at getting him to drink early on a Friday. I don't know if I'm supposed to be proud of that, but I kind of am a little bit. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Proud of like. Well, he's wearing a dolphin shirt, so he's already swimming in it. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I'll accept that. I like it. I like it. All right, Sly, I wasn't kidding. Now, yeah, that's, now I'm throwing it over to you. Get us into the 6.5 discussion. Well, where do we want to start? Because, I mean, we can we can start with... MSQ, but I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, there's a lot to unpack pretty much everywhere. Sly, I, but... think, I think when I upset you, you might have hit a wire. <laughs> it's a little crackly. Oh, it, was, it wasn't just me? I thought yeah. it was weird for a second. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought. It's just like, I, 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 it happened, happened a few weeks ago, I, too. So. I was I thinking myself, even, oh, no. I didn't touch anything. I didn't even touch anything. Well, it's still it happening. Doesn't. So I guess this is your way of getting uh, out of this for the time being while you fix it. All right. So 6.5, we only have the base content at this point. I'm sure if we were to revisit this in a few months, we would have a whole bunch more lore to talk about, but we would never finish the show because we still have to learn about <laughs> Alo Alo Island, the end of Tataru's Grand Endeavor. We have the Allied yep. Tribe quest where we get to see if uh, we have the return of our infamous villain from that series. And if he goes to I'm going to be surprised. Uh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hildebrand still needs to finish. The weapons still need to finish. See if we learn anything more about that. Yeah. And if a man, if Hildebrand comes up and we have to talk about aliens even more, that's going to be a whole different thing. <laughs> so fortunately, we're kind of landlocked at MSQ 24 man. And, uh, I guess there's like Margaret, which isn't even done yet at this point. I like Margaret. Margaret is, has introduced us to someone who's trying to learn about, like, why all of those mounts are flying. So, right. that's cool. <laughs> Which I is something Koji never wanted yet. them to ask about. 
Coach yeah. is definitely vehemently against that. It's it's wind ether. Stop. It's wind ether. <laughs> wind wind ether. Everything everything is bathed in wind ether. It's heckin' windy. It's <laughs> Give us a quick check, Sly. My check one too. Now you can take over. Dope. <laughs> I love how you just you just did all that and then just went back to me. Okay. So, um, like I was saying, um, there's a lot of places we can, we can really like start from, but I want to start with the 12. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. (laughs) See, I told you this would be easy. Um, so from, from where we left off, um, we, we, you know, have our moments with the, the gods that we have interacted with. And then again, thank God that, mm-hmm. you know, they put in a little something, a little, like I'll, I'll take the crumb that I got. Like I, I just wanted a hug from mom. That's all I wanted, but I'll, I'll take the fact that she Aww. knows me. I'll take the fact that Helone knows me. I'm one of hers. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, and, and then we we're kind of getting down to the nitty gritty as far as the real reason why we are we are doing this and and the I guess degradation that the twelve are going through every, like each time we fight them. Right. So so I kinda wanna get your get your guys' takes on on the whole thing in, in general, but uh I'm gonna start with the what really surprised me was like the the degradation because these are these like we eventually find out they're they they were ancients who interacted some way somehow with with the Nam. Right. Uh, they're just buddies, you know. Um, still, my personal favorite is Lim Lane being a angry researcher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sassy. She's just so sassy. I I love her. That was um, a great reference, too. Yeah. Collecting that yeah. th- those boxes of dialogue put a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that Ashan went through each individual one, um, mm-hmm. because ever since ever since the ever since the Anitor, like we've known like the the convocation, and like we've learned a little bit about the, com- about the convocation and what exactly they were research of researching um, the. Um, I forget what was was called an editor, but either way. Um, but let's start with the um, degradation of the 12 and what y'all thought about that. Well, I mean, it's like you said, the 12 themselves were the essentially recreations of those who were Vinod's friends and sacrificed themselves to create Heidelin. And that's the funny thing. That a lot of people seem to like be confusing. They aren't the same people. Like they fully admit that they are constructs. They are entities created from like the memories and the feelings of those people, but they are not them because all their souls were burned away when Idlin was created. Uh, but the way they perceive their duty, the way they perceive like. It's their responsibility to not only tend to the star, but in the end, give up everything for it, just like their predecessors did. Kind of like shows a sense of self-sacrifice that Mm. just repeats 
uh, even long after those souls are gone, even now, like they still feel that way, which is kind of beautiful in its own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think something interesting <clears throat> to bring up uh, there is like, okay, in terms of like continuity of souls and all of that, they aren't the original ancients, but they are very much the same uh, the same uh, people, and. As we learned uh, over in Elpis, you know, back when back when the world hadn't, you know, burst into flames, uh, like the uh, the ancients generally like considered it their duty to like return to the star uh, after they uh, after they were like done with whatever their uh, their actual role was, and I think it's very interesting that like the twelve during all of this are essentially just doing that, uh, like. They aren't quote unquote real ancients, but they are following the roles of the quote unquote real ancients. Meanwhile, the Asians had very much rejected that notion, uh, and had just been going the entire time of like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna kill everyone to bring, uh, to bring all our people back. So it's like, we've got, yeah, the twelve are essentially more, uh, more of the true ancients than the quote true ancients, uh, that were still around, uh, were. Okay. I think, I, I found it really interesting in terms of, like, when they explained the essence of the Twelve being diluted through combat, it's it's this really interesting dichotomy that's presented in contrast to what we understood about how the primals worked. Hmm. Because you have these tribes who are taught by the Ashians that they can be saved if they summon their, you know, their primary deities, they create these constructs from their faith through heaping up crystals and then gathering all this prayer. And the primals, I thought, at least in this comparison, I saw them as acting in the capacity of this original recipe, I guess you could say, of soul construct, but not having the full capability that was available to the ancients at the time. Right? It's just it's like watered-down version of what the twelve are is what the primals are, and you can see the the notion the notions of faith, the notions notions of belief. The twelve are what probably what the primals were supposed to be, and they knew that they were built upon the prayers of thousands of faithful. I mean, I want to say the reference, the furthest back reference we have of the twelve was made in during Alagon history, right, with the rune stones from 1.0, if you remember your rune stones. The, that's the oldest reference we have to them. So we're talking about 5,000 years of prayer, 5,000 years of, of, of faith in various methods, various different ways, religions changing throughout history, building up this massive ethereal battery that was meant to protect the star. And now that the final days are over, they want to return that ether to the star. All of that prayer, all of that faith, they're not taking it like the primals were. They're not stealing it from the planet like the primals were, which was the failed version of the constructs that we know, that we learned about the Twelve. They were they were working in the same principle, but at this point, they're giving back to the Aeorzeans that they loved so much. And I found that really, really beautiful and endearing, because now all that ether that they gathered from faith and prayer is back to the planet. And who knows what that's going to do? You know, that's that's a lot of ether we just got back <laughs> yeah. to a world that just got almost destroyed. That we stopped, we stopped the the end of the world, and we 
we stopped its ether from being corrupted, and now we got all of it back. So it's like that's gonna be really interesting to see if that causes any effects in the future, like a a stronger live stream or something popping up later on. They yeah. even like <laughs> went one step further by making that entire uh, system where even after they're gone. Any right. further worship to like yep. the twelve will still systematically Goes back to the star. Yeah, exactly. That was it's awesome. creating that is so cool, so I, smart. Yeah, right. and I do, I do love that. That sort of brings uh, forth a concept. Like, I think uh, like fourteens had a great idea uh, ideal around like faith and religion of like it's not inherently a a good or bad thing but in fact it can yeah. like really help people in uh, in times of like crisis uh, and things yeah. like that uh, uh so like to a degree like the fact that the uh, the 12 uh, the fact that the 12 were being worshiped wasn't the problem the fact that the 12 were real people was a bit of the problem mm-hmm. so it's uh, so it's just like they've removed themselves from that equation but they have not removed like the the actual like structure of the uh, of the faith and the uh, and the worship that uh, that actually helps people around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is kind of like a amazing, like I guess you would call it like a framework because it just goes to show your prayers don't have to be answered by a wrathful god coming from heaven and smiting the person in front right. of you for them to mean something. You can simply wish for ju- just the act of praying and wishing for something in Final Fantasy fourteen now. It will create something later down the line for for mm-hmm. someone. So it, mm. it's it's endearing. Honestly, the twelves story, this entire expansion has been uh, some of my best, some of the best writing I think has come out of Endwalker. Yeah, right. Yeah, like my my problem with the uh, with the, the with that storyline has actually been more on the gameplay uh, end, but I'm sure we'll get to that when we get to the the gameplay end. <laughs> A couple of things yeah. uh, to take note of. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned how all that ether returning to the planet and the effect it would have. I wonder how it differs from Zodiac. Because when Zodiac's energy returned, it actually started warping some of the fish life, some of the ocean life, yes. if I recall. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It's, nice. That was, there, that there was, was, there was some uh, fuckery, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember which fish it is, but there's uh, there's something mentioned, I think, in the fishing quests. That yes, it's something. the yeah, it's the fishing. The fishing quests basically talk about how like Zodiac was sort of a load bearing deity, and so it's like once <laughs> he's gone, like things got a little got a little pear shaped there. Right. Yeah, I just wonder what the interaction is between the balancing element of the yeah. twelve's energy returning with Zodiac's energy. Also, still, I think as far as we know canonically, Zodiac's energy is still flaw. It's not back. It's still. It, no, yeah, you're entirely correct. They even That's, stated yeah. that it will take a long time for all of mm-hmm. that energy to fully siphon back into the star. Yeah. And kind of jumping ahead, but not all the way. That's that's where Zeromus' ether came from, was the, the residual mm-hmm. Zodiac ether. Because in the 13th, they had nowhere to go, so it just yep. sat there. And it's like, ooh, that's, that's it, not exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> all that stunned energy. Revelation. Yep. I love that revelation of like, oh yeah, the 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 shard where nothing can die. Oh yeah, that probably has a lot of darkness now. Zodiac's shin over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there yeah. is also one other thing I was trying. Oh, <clears throat> it's interesting you mentioned how them being deities and not wanting to be, uh, not wanting to take. 
because we know one other deity that's sort of like that, not entirely, but in that of Ramu, who is of course based mm-hmm. on one of the twelve yep. in a sense. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of that connection. That's neat. Yeah, because his behavior <laughs> yeah, is not. Ramu is the nicest primal we've met. I, I want to say. <laughs> yeah, he literally I mean, just says, "If you, know, you beat me, I'll leave. That's it. Just beat me." Like, nope. I just need to know if you're good enough to actually do the things you say you're going to do, and uh, then I'll leave. And the Which only is really interesting. Yeah, and the because... only tempering I think he does is when he is summoned near captured. Yeah. Right? He... Which is natural. He doesn't, like, actively seek out. Yeah, he doesn't intentionally do it. Yeah. No. Yep. Which is funny, because that asserts that the sylphs saw him as that. They saw him as a rational, understanding, yeah. and benevolent being. They didn't see him as this wrathful god. They saw him right. as a grandfather. And he manifested as such. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So just a few tangents I grabbed in my head while I was listening to you all discuss those different bits. So, no, yeah, even Rolger brings it up when you talk to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He, he mentions that yeah, the sylphs summoned me. I'm right. I'm what they think is Ramu. Doesn't doesn't he mention the? Doesn't he make mention of the fist of Rogger too? Like you're. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, he did that. He does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the the only other mentions of like things outside of the twelve that the twelve mention in that is like Biagot makes mention if you're big into crafting. Uh, of course, they do mention if uh, <laughs> uh, if you're uh, if they're uh, your patron. And also, if you've done like the uh, the like random little yellow quests uh, that ha- that include like Althic and Nemea's predecessors, they also mention that. Yep. Yeah. All those fun little tidbits. There's yeah. a lot of references in the Myths of the Twelve quests. I think there was. <laughs> there's there's definitely value in replaying the full thing now that it's on the whole thing's on Myth, uh, New Game Plus, mm-hmm. and if everyone has that time. I do encourage it because you're going to you're going to kind of probably go back and be like, oh, now this makes sense. And then, of course, if you do look like I'm going to be completely honest, when they dropped the Lambs of Dalamud reference in Euphrazine, I mean, jumping kind of like a little bit back there, that was amazing. So I was I was so happy they took the time to do that. And then it was just the question of whose whose faith is better because <laughs> it was like, I mean, they did a lot of bad things, but they thought they were doing good things. And it just makes it's just it's really really interesting to understand the nature of how faith reflects on ether and how faith adapts to that kind of thing and and of course the, the presence of of deities over time and how they received that how they received all those prayers you get to see the various versions you got the you know like you mentioned fist the ralgar that faith being a little bit more better in light but of course unfortunately in the demise of alamigo they didn't get to last very long things like that so it's, it's just really interesting they got to mention all of that <laughs> in some way or another yeah it's funny you bring up Dalamud, because a lot of uh, people were asking me questions like, wait a minute, if the Dalamud moon is gone, does that mean the wolf will eventually disappear too? He's so cute, I don't believing. want him to disappear. If people and stop I'm, believing. That's the thing. I'm like, I mean, over a few thousand years, eventually, maybe, but then the story just straight up answered that for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how he had his own seat at the table, and when the thirteenth, yeah. when, when all the they're all standing around the thing, he looks like there's a 13th spot just for the doll. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, thank you, Menfina, for bringing your pet Dalamud. I like how she even thanks us. You can thank. Well, I have you to thank for him. Thanks. It's like that's not good. You don't understand, Menfina. That's not. That's not actually a good thing. <laughs> she doesn't uh, get it. Even even Halone like remarks that she could tell exactly when the 
Orthodox Church became prominent in Ishgard society. Yeah, because it's when she got jacked. Yeah, she she felt that huge surge of faith out of nowhere. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I wish we had a little more time with them to track history. But maybe, I, I don't think they'll ever visit hmm. that. Because obviously we know they didn't always look like this, you know, as they've yeah. said, their, their forms of shape. <laughs> so I wonder what the the faith did to them historically. I think there's maybe in Aglaia, there's a passing mention of like somebody remembering one of them, remembering their like previous form or iteration. I think that's mm. when we first learned that it's changing. I think when you're going around all It's or, weird because like they said that the form that they're assuming happened over a worship that took thousands of years and hundreds of thousands of people all believing and praying to the same idea. So right. it, it, it's hard to, pin exactly what they may have looked like prior and when, more importantly. Mm-hmm. Though it can reasonably be assumed that they all kind of just looked like the Watcher at some point. Yeah, pro- <laughs> at, right. like, originally they probably all looked like that. And, and then eventually develop the traits that you have now. You yeah. Know? That's fair. That's a good that's a good conclusion. There's one there's one side tangent I have in, in regards to the twelve and in regards to just worship in general. Um, because again, we have, we have 12 and now we, we, we've traveled to the first and mm-hmm. we, we, we have the void itself. Like religion wasn't really, I mean, it was brought up in passing, but not on the scale of the source and the 12, like the first, like what do they have that's comparable? And as far as like, oh, the void, I can, I mean, it's, it's I can totally Mad answer Max. this one. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got an answer for this one. <laughs> okay. So there's actually, and this is really funny, because in order to get this information, it does require a couple side quests. And I mean, I'm talking about like side side quests, the kind of small stuff that people, you know, really glance over. There's a couple of those mm-hmm. sightseeing logs, you know, all the little small itty bitty information bits that you can gather does reference that back in the day, prior to the flow of light, there was a dominant faith known as the Church of the First Light. So in the, fir- in the first, yeah, yeah. they worship not entities but philosophical concepts in the sense of they worshiped mm-hmm. the light prior to the flood of, dark, f- flood of light. And when it hit, that caused such a sort of, I want to say, existential realization that they could no mm-hmm. longer pray to this concept because it was currently attacking them. And... <laughs> It was, you know, they, they foresaw it as, in a sense, they foresaw it as a punishment because it was so attached to their faith. They worshiped the light. They believed in the light and the light was attacking them. So that's why the name Sin Eater comes from because it was in reference to that faith of the Church of the First Light. And then eventually we got to the point in history a hundred years later where they start worshiping the darkness. And now we have the light, Knights Blessed and the Children of the Dark as the, the branches of that initial decision to change philosophical concepts and move away from the faith of the light to the faith of the darkness. But yeah, in the first, they don't believe in deities, but they believe in ethereal subtypes. <laughs> but like in the sense of like grand, you know, concepts that protect them and things like that. So yeah. that being said, since we know there was a watcher on the 13th worth, at least assuming right. there's a watcher on each of the moons. Yes. Right. That's so, yeah, that, that's, that would be fair to assume. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing okay over on the first, like, <laughs> the that? watcher on the first is looking down from the moon like man shit got weird for a second there yeah, I, like to, I like to imagine he's like looking at that zodiac thing he's just like 
Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching this. That's not, I'm not worrying about that. I That's just wonder what would have problem. happened if the Flood of Light had, because the big difference with the 13th versus the 1st is the 13th was the darkness had nowhere to go, but if the 1st was completely covered in light and then Zodiac's Ether got out, what happens then? I'd assume it would overwrite mm. the Flood of Light. I'd assume Zodiac has more precedent over the stagnant energy of... of well, I mean, at that point, yeah, you're measuring the strength of an entire planet against a fractured god. Yeah. yeah. But I, fra- I fractured God did destroy an entire other planet, so <laughs> hence my concern. Right. <laughs> so, who knows? Future plot devices. <laughs> yeah, who knows? So we'll worry about There's that. Five more moons out there, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, let's go to all. Koji, we got questions. Get on that. <laughs> Koji, I don't okay, listen. Koji, Koji's he's busy with stuff. Okay, let's let's ask Kate. Right, yeah, ask Kate. <laughs> Kate, Oda, Koji, come on. Koji's got 16 to work on. That's that big old world over there now. <laughs> a man's Are they deal. still working on stuff for 16? There's a DLC. They coming. got DLCs. Two DLCs uh, coming. Nice. We should. We might learn about that soon. They said before end of year they wanted to say something, but we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, Sly, is there, where where do you want to go next? I know you're still we're still on the 12. There's still a lot to talk about 12 wise. Where do we want to go next? I want to talk about Margaret a little bit. But, um, <laughs> We're not even done with her. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's just a start, and just like just seeing, just seeing how how the researchers, how much red tape the researchers have to go through, and everything. It's 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 really it, fun. I, if you're wrong, I, I, you I hate it. It, it. it humanizes them a little bit because I'm like they're just researchers in the background, except for. Except for, um, the only time I really felt something was, um, Moonbrita's parents and neighbor. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, um, so, do we want to go down the MSQ rabbit hole? I mean, that is the main (laughs) rabbit hole. That is the big one. We're Um, We're not even done with it yet. But I think, well, I, the nice thing is, is we do technically we, we, have a well, point we of We're 99% We are. Yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, yeah. like, we're not, we're, yeah, the next bit is not really part of our MSQ. It's part of Dawn Trails, as far as we're concerned, mm-hmm. you know? So, that's, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure this has been quite a trip for all of you, because, so, as, as lore experts, we used to really dissecting 14's lore with a sprinkle of Final Fantasy reference occasionally. Uh, this is, requires a bit of a, a cross-game understanding, I suppose, to get the full scope of what it is they're going for. Did you guys have any troubles right. with that or, disple- or displeased by it in any capacity? I turned up to Final Fantasy XIV for the Final Fantasy V stuff. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have to say there's, there's two thoughts, two thoughts I have on that. The, the first one being I do have to admit that I... Really, I really enjoyed the significant amount of references only because Final Fantasy IV was my first Final Fantasy, right? So to me, you know, it was just connecting to that nostalgia. I, I saw the value of its references in the sense of, yeah, I remember that from four. I remember doing that in four. You know, the ver- and, and there's so many. There's so many <laughs> references to four that 
I think I was just kind of like on that nostalgia train for a good bit, just kind of like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And just kind of fun facting everybody. You know, hey, fun fact, did you know this is from 4? I, I mean, at this point, everyone got, everyone could make the guess because it's like, let me guess, is that from 4? Yeah, how'd you know? But, like, it's, <laughs> it, just, it was a really nice time in the sense of me having an opportunity to kind of connect my old references to this current reference and just understanding how it all fits in the pieces and seeing the changes because there were some significant changes made hmm. to the previous source material that because I knew where it came from, I was able to recognize the change and I was like, Oh, so they did it this time around. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like the way they changed it this time and things like that. But in that vein, I'm very, very, very aware <laughs> that not everyone enjoyed the, multi the multiple references to four that were made. Uh, it was very extensive and it kind of felt like we were just playing. I, my joke in stream was I'm playing Final Fantasy four two. That was that was what I've been booting up now. I'm loading into Final Fantasy IV 2. Uh, <laughs> no, you do it. Final they're, they're Fantasy 14, but you put parentheses around the 4. That's what you do. <laughs> There's already been a Final Fantasy IV 2. I'm going to say this is a better one. This is much better right. than the After Years, yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. No, yeah, better than the After Years for sure. No mobile games required. But <laughs> the, the thing that, and this is a discussion I had with a previous uh, lore enthusiast named Rami Rain. Uh, she does the, the Koopabot stuff. So you can actually ping Koopabot for lore stuff. And me and her were talking about it, and she said something really interesting. She said that from a business standpoint, right? This is, you know, not assuming I know anything about marketing, but from a business standpoint, she thinks that the idea of incorporating so many Final Fantasy IV references was a way to introduce new players into understanding that this is a Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, Final Fantasy XIV is referencing previous Final Fantasies, that it is a Final Fantasy. And so it's like an opportunity for new players to get connect easily because they recognize all the Final Fantasy IV references, right? Mm. We're, we're leaving off of Endwalker that was supposed to be the capstone, is the completion point of the original story, right? So the suggestion was that instead of forcing people to have to figure out what, what was going on the past ten years, here they are landing into a newfound adventure, finding out things about the game, and they're like, oh, wow, all these four references. This must be a Final Fantasy. And it was a way to get new players in onto the ship that's going to lead into Dawn Trail, which is the first new, second, is the second story, but the first new story in a long time, so that everyone joins kind of on the same page. And I thought that was a really interesting thought. I was like, you know, I, obviously we can't confirm that because we're not asking Yoshi P himself, but the idea that the four, the multiple four references was like a platform for new players to get into the Final Fantasy XIV boat and then start back with their multiple references that they're usually known for because it's theme park, like the theme park of Final Fantasy is supposed to be 14. I want to say, like at least in my case, that makes a little sense. But then also, I am nostalgia blind, so I'm not the one to ask. It's like, did you hate those? No, I love them. They're great. I love them because I love all, you know, four was such a good game to me. That I was enjoying all the references, but I did definitely point. I, I was. It's if I was able to notice it, I know other people were able to notice it. There was a lot of four. Listen, there are more than I think. So. Even there's one that I know a lot of people don't know about, and it's the Bahamut Mount. Now it's not the Mount mm -hmm. itself. People have said yeah, to high I've heavens about that. that it's the Final Fantasy IV Bahamut. However. <laughs> Where you find it on the moon is even a Final Fantasy IV reference. A, it's That's on wild. the moon. 
But B, right. it's to the east of Zodiac's hole in the middle, which is where Bahamut's lair was relative oh. to the lunar subterranean. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. So they, mm-hmm. they, they're making very strong <laughs> yeah. points. Yeah. And Although, not to mention. They do go into 14 lore in that quest. Right. Thankfully. So. We do, we do have to say it did hit 30 years. So I think in a way they were kind of celebrating the huge achievement that 4 has had, mm. you know, 30th anniversary and all. So I think it was a, in a way, since Endwalker launched on a year that it was the 30th year, they wanted to go yeah. ahead and just use that as the base material, moving on into the next story that would be 14. It, the, does, mean that we, it does mean that we skipped five's 30th anniversary, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is... We got oh, Omega wow. before, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, we we, we've, all, we've already been dealing with... Uh, Wait... Uh, Kryl. Kryl's going to be in the... There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm happy, go. I'm happy again. Never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, coming off of everything he said, I uh, before I really dig my fingers into the Final Fantasy IV references, I will uh, uh, give credit where it's due. I've always found that the writers for Final Fantasy XIV have done an amazing job with kind of gently weaving aspects of other Final Fantasy uh, games into the narrative. You had Final Fantasy III in ARR, you had Final Fantasy VIII in uh, Shadowbringers, and of course... Don't talk about that! Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Any particular reason why? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're talking about you're talking about um <laughs> wait omega or no i i said shadowbringers not stormblood eden, eden. okay uh, uh, the eden references yeah yeah the eden references involvement or it's fall i thought you said stormblood for a second i was about to say wait wait no we don't talk no, about no, no, no 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 <laughs> stormblood <laughs> is omega we don't, omega. <laughs> we don't no. want to talk about bloodsport no no <laughs> o- omega's uh awkward but so, of course, I wasn't <laughs> surprised that Final Fantasy IV was the Endwalker expansion. Not at all. But, uh, here, come, here comes the other shoe about to drop. I was not impressed with how it was woven this time. Simply because if you look at, uh, like, just the characters and the events, like, from start to finish... A lot of the writing was super forced. And I felt like that wasn't, it, it didn't feel nearly as organic as some of the other references. And I'm like, uh, is it because you came right off the heels of base Endwalker and you just felt like you had to get into it as quickly as possible or something? Cause it just didn't feel, uh, it, it could have been better. And again, I will give credit where it's due. I told myself, I will be able to forgive all of it so long as Zero Miss isn't the mastermind behind everything, just like Final Fantasy IV. Mm-hmm. And that, and to their credit, that's not what happened. Zero Miss was not the mastermind. It was Golbez the whole time, which I'm yeah. glad for. That that's a but, better twist than Ford had. Exactly. Right. So I was I was very happy that they didn't go the super super obvious route. But like when you look at, uh, for instance, let's start at the very beginning of that arc with uh, Zero's introduction mm-hmm. into the story. Observe how unique of a position she's in. 
not only is she the only half void scent that we know, she's also the only memoriate that we know. She's also only able to regain her prior form because of a crystal we were just so happy to be given before going into the void. And a few other things. Like, as you can see, there's a lot of unique and seemingly completely disconnected circumstances that make her, quote-unquote, perfect for the story. And I'm just like, ah, that's heavy-handed. And, and she was the, Xenos' voice. And she was Xenos' avatar, yeah. And honestly, that's the the part that really irritates me the most, because... Until post-Endwalker, you have no clue that the Xenos' avatar even has, like, a story or a narrative. Every mm -hmm. time you see the avatar, it just comes in, it attacks, and then disappears. If we saw even just one moment, one character moment at all, where maybe the avatar is resisting Xenos even slightly, mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, th that's character setup. But that never happened. I want to say... To be fair, it was Xenos we're talking about. Like, yeah, how yeah. how would she overpower that? Like, that's a, well, no, yeah, no, that's, he, not, that's to the point. Like, she wouldn't overpower him, but she, she would yeah. try to resist at least a little bit. I want to say ends in him murdering people, though. <laughs> she's already <laughs> dead. Yeah. What does she care? Xenos just kills you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't disagree, Xenos. You just die. But he, uh, I know there was a point. I want there was an interview. Someone had asked about it because when Xenos' avatar was introduced, it was Wally Endwalker. I mean, we were we were saying Reaper a long time ago because there's that like I remember people pointing out that tiny little piece of of scythe. That, yeah, yeah, it was it was. Mr. I Happy drew an outline little, around the, the entire thing. A little tiny bit of scythe, yeah. and they they strung us along that whole patch cycle because it's like, oh hey, he's gonna pick a weapon, and then they you know they, you know they did the whole thing where they covered up which weapon mm -hmm. he picked, and you're like, come on, so. We we knew at some point that he was going to be associated with that new job at, at from from the predictions and the theories. But when they introduced his avatar, right, the avatar was the first one that was like, I mean, it was special design. There was something really significant mm -hmm. to it, right? The hands over the eyes, things like that. And someone had asked about it. And I want to say it was like a 6.1 interview or something to that effect. And he was just like, we can't answer that question yet. And it was such an odd little thing I noticed. I was like, why can't you answer the question about Xenos' avatar? But it was like, you know, he purposely omitted that and moved on to the next question, mm -hmm. thus causing a lot of people. They also asked about Zodiac's uh, shards on the moon. Some people asked some really good questions. Yeah. And Yoshi's like, crap, uh, yeah. uh, we can't answer that. We can't it's answer like, that. Um, let's literally, next three patches, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> the game is not an especially complicated game in, in all And you honesty. can predict so some like, things. You can predict it's, some It's things. not that surprising that people can predict things because it's not, it's not tremendously hard to predict a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. but Except for the clouds over Ilzabar, yeah. there's no excuse for that. <laughs> I, I, you said you were going to bring it up. You said it in pre-show. Uncloud Elsabard. I, I knew Hashtag Uncloud Hashtag Uncloud Elsabard. I want to see that in chat right now. Oh, my yeah, God. I got, I got the shirt. I got the shirt. Uncloud Elsabard. <laughs> I know. No. And then, and then no. I like the response. There's just more clouds underneath. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that's my offer. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sonatic, I want to I wanna ask you, uh, because you, uh, you just uh, told me how you feel about... Um, you know, the Final Fantasy store, four story in particular and how, how it was woven into the narrative. And I kind of like, it's fair. And I kind of agree with you because like, I feel like it, 
nearly overstated its welcome. Like one more patch and I would have been like completely done. Hmm. Um, but I want to draw the comparison to the overall story of the void. I pose this to all of you. Um, how do you feel about the overall story of the void? Because this is like, this is something we've been de- like, not just within in Walker. This is something we've been dealing with since literally ARR I and mean, possibly before that. But with Diablos and whatnot. Yeah. Before you answer that though, Sly, I know what would have been the kicker. I know what would have made you say it's overstayed its welcome and something that could still make it overstayed its welcome. <laughs> if Zero, we found out her real name was Cecilia. That's, that's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one. That's, that's, oh, the, wow. that's the kicker that would that I would have been done. Yeah. I would have been so fucking <laughs> done. Oh, that's so I'm funny. like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready still, for I'm waiting now. For like, give me out. Give me the fuck I, out of here. Please. I always feel like they can, they can maybe do that if they bring her back like an expansion later when things are cooled down a little I, bit. I remembered my new, my first name. <laughs> No, no, I thought no, we no, were going to no, find no, out her no. first name at some point when she finally woke up and was a paladin again, and it was like, nope. Right. So, but honestly, so just going to answer your questions, like, like if I subtract the conveniences in the writing, like, around Zero and stuff, I'll admit, I think the, the entire story of the 13th in general is very compelling. Like, getting, for instance, getting to learn more about the world as it was before wow. its fall to darkness so through cool. the... Uh, Fiend, the Elemental Fiends was awesome. I loved that. And sure, is it that typical, like, Asians leading people down their own path of self-destruction? Of course, that's what they do. But getting yeah. to see exactly how and finally being able to more or less organize the events about what happened to that point now, actually, like, I love that, uh, s- right. simply put. Because now we know... Because up to that point, we've had some characters uh, that are all like, oh, I feel responsible for what happened to the 13th. It's like, no, we for sure know who the final straw that broke the camel's back is now. Right. <laughs> Golbez, you idiot. It's like, you absolute fool. Hey, he's good night now. He figured it out. He figured it out. He's like, at the last but, possible moment, he's like, wait, I'm bad. I should stop. But, like, like, oh, maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's funny, though, that the one who tempted him was Egiorm, the Asian we've already killed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we knew we knew Egiorm was responsible for that. Yeah, story. they mentioned that. fucked me up a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm like, really, Iggy? Iggy, that Iggy, was the one? Was the Iggy was Iggy the one that tricked you? Come on, did, bro. I, and we did we did know that Egiorm was in, uh, was involved. We uh, we just yeah. like didn't Emmett, really Emmett have a context that. for it. Yeah, we um, knew she was involved, but we didn't know she was the one that tricked Golbez. So yeah. that that was the big reveal. That that either says good things about Egiorm or bad things about Golbez, and I think Maybe it might both. say both. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B there, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. But no, honestly, like, the uh, learning more about the 13th has been fascinating. Though I do have, like, my biggest gripe with that entire thing is the moving of Voidsent onto the Source, killing them there, and for their essence to rejoin the Source. My problem with that is twofold. Uh, number one, you have lore dating back all the way back to ARR explaining that the source rejects Essence of the Void, which is why the Void Scent would go back to the 13th in that constant cycle of death, rebirth, fighting, 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 for thousands of years happened. 
Now you're now you're telling me that when a void scent is killed on the source, it stays on the source. That that's a big bomb to drop without well, telling us how has the source been affected by this? How many souls have been transferred over? Why is there still so many void scent if they've been invading for thousands of years? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of extra questions that comes with that revelation that were never touched upon, and that's my that's my mm-hmm. biggest like pin when it comes to that. Yeah, I've been bringing that up ever since the void stuff started coming back. Literally the same point. Sly will, Sly will let you know. <laughs> um, because that's a big thing with the, the, the mock series, the shadows of mock is we can yeah. only permanently right. kill Diablos with the, with the, uh, null stone. The Except null stone, that we yeah. didn't. <laughs> well, the entire point of the null stone was that we didn't kill him. Yeah, True. it sent them back. It like yeah. it forced it forced the send back. Yeah, yeah super banished times three. Yeah, he just can't. <laughs> yeah, we already know. We, as far as we know, there's probably a family of Diablos. He's probably not the only one. I mean, yeah. have you completed now? Have you completed Zadnor? Yeah, because yeah. there's that reference, and you're yeah, like, the wait a second, in front and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't know if he came back and then got stuck in the machine and then like you know. Or that was a previous version uh, of him? At this point, it's there, just easier but... to say there's more than one Diablos. There's one, Diablos. Yeah, right. It's a title, not a, not a name. Uh-huh. <laughs> Diablos' one year across uh, across all of A Realm Reborn through to Endwalker has sucked. Yeah, his time <laughs> bubble has been terrible. He's he's all over the place. <laughs> Let's see, so. is he a second rung or third rung Void Sun? I think he's uh, third and to... Scothic is two? I think yeah, uh, uh, Scott Hawk is actually was actually a first run void. Oh, so. she is a first run. Okay, so then he's probably yeah. She, she and the void of darkness, darkness are the biggest ones we've got. I'd have to I'd have to check the encyclopedia or the and that's like two steps away from me. See, that's the funny off. thing. I mean, like, I got mine. The Scott Hawk we fight is actually a weaker version of her because mm, of yeah. like the rituals they did. Yeah, uh, Chad says the Hubble is the fourth run. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's too powerful for a fourth He's due right. for a promotion here. <laughs> I think that's what Diablo's Hollow was. It was his promotion. I'd assume right. Hollow would be would be not first rung because it's a weakened Scothic, but I'd assume it's, uh, you know. Mm. So where would that put Ferdy at? Ferdy has five. Ooh, I remember five or six or something. He's not there anymore. Right. Look, ask what Ferdy at, ask Ferdy at is at. third. Ferdy really? says, okay. they said he's third, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing there, though. Did they ask Ferdiad for that? Because I get the feeling that Ferdiad would, like, I'm first. <laughs> Ferdiad would troll and be all like, oh, I'm, I'm totally the king of the void. a second wrong void, then. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, void, void stuff is, they, they got super inconsistent with that one thing, was, was also my only complaint. Although, mm. then again, the big confusion is that, what we knew about the void in a realm reborn was told to us from the perspective of scholars in Eorzea. Yes. That's, that's frequently that's wrong. That's the scapegoat. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> like, it, you're entirely correct. They didn't it's know. not, yeah. it, it's uneducated information. It could be uneducated information. But in the same breath, how are you going to open up that can of worms and not address any of the mess you just made on the floor? It's like, really? <laughs> walks a spill soda. Just call a, call a, call a, call a exactly. emergency it's like some, session. It's like some five year old just walks in the room, looks you dead in the <laughs> eyes, pours their drink on the floor, and just leaves. <laughs> She's called Koji a five year old. I mean, it's way too tall to be five years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I'm sorry, he's one years bubble. old. He's in a time bubble. My bad. Uh, yeah, he's in a time <laughs> bubble God. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you said you had a second problem also, other than that. 
Oh, yeah. So, there, there's the time bubble. Not the time bubble. The, 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 the whole <laughs> void scent not making sense and stuff like that. But, uh, wait, I think that was my two things. The, the void scent not making sense and the story going way, oh, bending over backwards okay. to make room for characters like Zero to come out of nowhere. Yeah, so, like, for the most part, I love all the new lore we got in the 13th. I really, really do. And some of the adjustments made to the Vol. Fantasy 4 references are fine, but I think part of the reason the other Final Fantasy game references worked so well is because they weren't exactly MSQ-driven. Like, yeah, you gotta remember, the Crystal point. Tower wasn't originally MSQ. It was originally side content. And so, and it, it's like Sai said, it didn't, it, it's content that didn't overstay its welcome because it was in, you did your thing, and then you leave. Right. That's and, it. And, and that's it. it. became required. <laughs> and and yeah, then I... Final Fantasy VIII references in, uh, with Eden in Shadowbringers, you go over, right. kill some bosses, do your thing, and then you leave. And then, <laughs> and, and, and that's why Endwalker's the weird one, because not only are the Final Fantasy IV reference forced onto you, but they keep happening over and over and over again. I'm there for a hot damn minute. Okay, um, Scribe, I have a I have a question. It is a very short question, but I think you'll have a lot to say about it. Let's hear it. Shinryu and Omega. Um. They were, huh, well, the Omega the fights weapons. themselves were, again, side content. And the whole thing with Shinryu, that wasn't, like, a huge story thing. Like, did he pop up and go rawr? For sure. But, like, you gotta remember, Omega comes in, handedly kicks his ass, gets <laughs> captured by Xenos, and then Xenos assumes his, uh, fursona form, and then we kick his ass. <laughs> so, like, I mean, Shinryu doesn't really stick around very long. At all. No. Yeah, like... I was just I was just asking that because it immediately thought of like that's the other like big uh, like yeah. re- the big other Final Fantasy reference that doesn't like massively root itself in the uh, in uh, the game that we've got like yeah we fought the Knights of the Round but it wasn't really like the Knights of the Round whereas uh, like when we fought Shinryu and Omega that was a very big like look at the reference. Uh, in the way that you're saying that, uh, that, uh, the, uh, uh that, uh, the force stuff has been. So it's like, yeah. Honestly, like, if you I, never I, even did the Omega raids, like, as far as you're concerned with the MSQ, you summon Omega, he kicks in Ryu's ass, and then he fucks off. <laughs> like, that, that, that's, that's literally all that happens with him in the MSQ. Yep. Yeah. Because all, all, everything Omega after that is side content. Even yeah. the, you and know, then later quest, you find robot everything. ghosts. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I've always felt that Omega, Omega's actual raid series for the first nine fights is premiere. Don't do this ever again in terms of references <laughs> because it's so. They were very gratuitous. Yeah, it's just like yeah. So yes. uh, there's like a story like that X and uh, it's re and he just made them real. So go fight. And I'm just nope. like, I. He heard some stories and he thought, oh, this would be a cool, uh, fanfic. (laughs) Yeah, literally, (laughs) it's like a Final Fantasy fan was just like, and I want to put that in the game and that. (laughs) I've, I've always been okay with, uh, with Omega just because, like, I recognize that it's just, like, a big old excuse plot, uh, uh, situation. It's just like, it's not like they made a big story and it happens to involve all these references. It, it is straight up, like, 
okay, we want to do some five and six fights. Let's just make a uh, make a story about a tournament arc. And yeah, and like I once I'm recognizing that and I'm judging it as that instead of uh, like as like a more like quote unquote serious story like Eden. Like I'm fine with that. It's it's right. it's succeeding at what it wants to do. Here's my issue with Omega. It basically it basically was cherry picking. Like yep. it was like it was like a a Final Fantasy kid. Picture Mike right there. Picture him like I don't know. I would never have old. picked Chatternook. Don't you put this on me. <laughs> <laughs> picture him twelve years old and he's like, Yeah, let me put this here and this here and let's put Hawk and Narcissus in and let's have her have tea and do some weird shit in the middle of the fight. That'd be fun. And then yeah, let's 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 uh <laughs> let's stick in Air Force too. That'll be fun. How? I don't know. Like make it a mechanic. <laughs> uh you know, like it, it just cherry picked like the most random I wouldn't say the most random. I mean, to be fair, um, well, Chatternook was random. Um, yeah. Chatternook felt like they had an idea for, uh, for a fight and it's just like, okay, I XF. really want to make this happen rather than like they thought Chatternook was like the big highlight of six. Right. Right. That's and also see, true for all the like, five I, references. Nobody would have picked Halicarnassus, Catastrophe, and <laughs> Alt Roy. Yeah, I would have exactly. picked Halicon Asses. I would not have picked Catastrophe. <laughs> well, right. let's see. All the references we've done so far, we've done definitely done Final Fantasy 1 with the Warrior of Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaos. In uh, Chaos. Chaos, of course. And like Final Fantasy 3, Crystal Tower, Final Fantasy 4, uh, Endwalker. 5 and 6 were in Omega Raids. Uh, seven, seven doesn't weapon really series. weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah weapon series. We we can give it to them. Mm-hmm. Also, Eight. the achievement name Eden. for Sephiroth is Veni Veni Venios. Can't ever. Forget oh that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Final Fantasy Eight was Eden with Shadowbringers. Nine. Nine. Nine Ozma in Ozma. Uh, the scenes Arsenal. Ozma is about it. Nine has added one that hasn't had a big thing of its own. Oh, yeah. GG. Yeah. Technically, if you want to yeah, get. I- Again, like, what hairs. like we yeah. haven't had a nine reference story. We've just had nine reference references. references. Yeah. yeah, music. Final Fantasy Ten. We definitely had uh, uh, that one Aeon. What, what's its name again? Oh, Anima. 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 Yeah. Anima. And we also like we were talking about it before the uh, before the uh, stream started. Um, Bismarck is sin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If anyone asked, I, what I, 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 I already did. Sin that isn't ugly, but, uh, uh a... 12, 12, uh, oh my yes, God. 12, 12 is the entire southern portion of Authored. I mean, <laughs> We uh, have a Dalmasca in the game. The amount of people asking me if they're gonna continue the Dalmasca story, it makes me sad. Yeah, I, I'd like they, it, but like, they probably won't. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy Eleven, yeah, Final Fantasy Eleven is Eleven's had a lot of scattered. Eleven has had a lot of subtle references. It's not direct, very subtle. I think the thing is, like, once you (laughs) once you get past like eleven or twelve, like references will uh, like stop looking like a tailored like love letter to the uh, to the game and start looking like just reusing models and content that they already had lying around. 
Funny yeah, thing, true. Realm Reborn and Lightning Returns were developed simultaneously, so they do yes, share they were. models uh, oh, with okay. each other. Yeah, there are some models that were in mm-hmm. Lightning Returns before 14 and some that were in 14 before Lightning Returns just because of applicable use so, I did not know that. That's actually really cool. But yeah, that, that's so, kind of why we probably won't get 15 or 16 like big references, at least not for a long great. time. I mean, we did get those side quests with 15 and 13. Yeah, we we got those for events, and that's like the uh, like the okay yeah. space because we mm-hmm. we all kind of recognize that like events are lower effort. But like, in I terms wonder of, like, if the team, director of fourteen and sixteen will be able to agree on the collab they together. Said they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But, I hear the director of sixteen is pretty demanding. Yeah, I heard the director of fourteen <laughs> so, might not like the sixteen director. Oh my god. So this begs, like, going down this line of thinking, this begs the question, are we ever going to get Fabula Nova Crystallis references? Stop. Right. Uh. I, I feel like, again, because of the fact <laughs> that it would look a little lazy, like, we're not going to get that unless they add in, like, things that aren't just, like, a reused model. Like, I believe that, I believe that, Within all of the uh, thirteen stuff, like Etro was never a boss fight, so maybe Etro right. can be a boss fight in fourteen. Let me tell you, I've been down this road. If they start doing anything other than this, the hairstyles for the Type Zero characters, you're going to regret asking that question. Once <laughs> yeah. they start referencing, type please zero, bring in Type they Zero. They never stop. They please. just do I mean, it over please. and over again. Please. <laughs> Please reference Type Zero Please. like once, and then everyone Please. is like scarred for life, and we don't want, and um, we never want to. No, 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 no. Terrifying. I mean, I mean, no. to be fair, the Bosia mounts were from were from Type Zero. Yeah, the Hellraisers and things. like I'm, that. I'm yeah, like saying cool. this as like someone who likes yeah, Type Zero. Gabriel's. It's just like mm-hmm. it. Type Zero is like a much heavier storyline than people expect it to be. <laughs> Right. That's that means, yeah, for people who haven't watched the opening scene, literally go watch that and you can stop right there. Yes. <laughs> no, no, see, the next big ball game is Play the whole damn thing. No. Like, seriously. Play the whole damn thing. Like, seriously. Like, mm-hmm. like if you thought that it gets it, <sighs> the ending. <laughs> the, the next yeah. big reference we're getting is Crystal Chronicles. Oh, wow. Mystic Quest. Dude. I don't even think Crystal Chronicles wants to reference Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> I want to. I want to see the game try to reference nice. Mystic Quest. Yeah. Is that when the chainsaw job comes out? Oh wow. Oh man. God, that reminds me of. I think it's Final Fantasy Adventure has mutant as a race, so teenage oh, mutant ninja yeah. turtles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about that too. The Esper. Oh Esper job man, the amount of people guy. saying that yeah, Green Mage is the new job because of that three leaf clover. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, the clover. Yeah. You mean Green So <laughs> Are we gonna are we really gonna have this discussion? No. <laughs> are, are we gonna have this discussion? Are we gonna, no, are we gonna Sly, why are you asking rooms? again? <laughs> okay, okay. I just said that. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Um. So yeah, I, that was a big rabbit hole we were going down. Um, <laughs> we knew what we were getting into. Yeah. 
And speaking funny. of speculation. No. No. Oh boy. Oh boy. No. Oh no. Oh yes. She's got legs and she knows how to use them. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, if you're paying attention to the data mining, she doesn't have much else. <laughs> It's literally yeah. just legs. They, they, yeah. they just legs. They I knew am we were so look. proud of the development we for doing that. It's very funny. How do you I'm animate so just proud. a pair of legs? Like, <laughs> I'd imagine it's, it's about half the work. Yeah, yeah. But I'm Sly like that. Sly like that. People have like able to figure out a little bit more, like. I'm not into data mining enough to, like, confirm this firsthand, but from what I've heard, it's like, there is a space, uh, there is, like, a tail hole in that, uh, in those leg models. And that's not a fun. <laughs> so, are we under the assumption that it's female it's, ones? It's female Rothgar. It's yeah, female I don't think Rothgar. anyone was that's... ever under any sort of other... The moment, the moment they said that Yakta El has a population of Rothgar, I was like, this is yeah. the time to do it, Square. If you don't do it now, you're a fool. I, I was, I was doubting it until I found out about like the tail hole in the, uh, the in the bottom. Yeah. It's like, okay, they, they know what they're doing. Yep. Stringing us along, but good, you know, very, very good job with the string. How, how typical of the internet to discuss the nature of a hole and feet. <laughs> And feet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. furry feet. That, that, and, that. And, and people are, and I love that people are trying to figure out, like, what female Ronto is going to look like. We know what it, like, okay, if you, if you dig back deep enough, you would know right. what female Ronto looks, looks like. Yeah, yeah we yeah, have mosaics. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, there was a female player in the Ronto Fangs. There's right. a lot of female. Rontos and ten, but I mean it's not a one to one. Some of the Hrothgar appearances are nearly identical. You you can make Kamari mm. something very close to Kamari very easily. Not to mention our yeah. Hrothgar have scoliosis compared to the yeah. <laughs> it's the muscle mass. They're beefy. Oh oh oh! They're just too jacked. It's they just so yeah. Over. It makes their their back spin. God, <laughs> Hrothgar are my back with how manly I am. It's, a, it's actually not related. It's actually not related to the muscles, it's just related to the fact that, like, Bodhya also had a large population of Lalafels, so they're, they're all just hunched from having to talk to all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes me think of the Asahi cutscene back in Stormblood, where if he wants to talk to you, he has to, when he wants to whisper in your ear, he has kneel to kneel down. down, and he's like, hey. Yeah. Right. All I know is that if the female Hrothgar, like, have perfectly straight backs... <laughs> Compared, like, comparatively, <laughs> people are going to lose their minds. I feel like they will because they're they're major. They only talk to people. I mean, then again, they only talk to people beneath them. Because that's a big thing: is Hrothgar are matriarchal. So as soon as they said there were yeah. Hrothgar civilizations, there has to be a woman in charge of every single one. That's like the core of Hrothgar that's their, civilization. That's, that's where their their names come from and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um. That's that's yeah. I, full, I, I actually I think they are gonna look like the stronger of the two races to boot. I th mm -hmm. I know some people are afraid they're gonna they're gonna outraw them and make them right. the big burly. I don't ones. think they. I don't think. Yeah, they I don't, will think, they will I do don't think they would because they've already done it. No. Right. Yeah. Like I. And they they all they actually did uh, like with like the male and female Viera. It's not. It's not major. It's like very subtle, but like. Yeah, the males are the smaller of the two on that. Yeah, they one. are shorter than the females. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Good. I'm sick your head at me like that, Sly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to speculate about uh, about like the clover now, aren't we? <laughs> The clover. I mean, it was a hint. There's, no, there's no lore behind it yet because there's there's nothing. Yeah. To, you can only look at other games. So it's like, yes, Green Mage has a three leaf clover as its job symbol. So half right. of people's yeah. minds. What if it's Pictomancer? Yeah. Just, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking about that the other day because of the new Criterion dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, on top of that, clovers are a symbol of luck. So people think right. it has something to do with Corsair slash Gambler, which I don't think they'll ever call mm. it that. So yeah, there's okay. To be fair, the there. only reason people are saying Corsair is because of like the Warrior of Light on the high seas. Like yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I. I if we, go ahead. I'm. I'm a little. Uh, well, I'm a little doubtful uh, of like my logic holding up on this. That there was a thought that I've had the entire time we've known that like. Kral was going to be a big deal in the new expansion and probably get a new job. And it's the notion that you can't give Kral Baldessian, daughter of Galuf Baldessian, a new job and not have it be one that was in Final Fantasy V. Right. And I don't... I think they... I think they reasonably are probably going to give her something that wasn't in Final Fantasy V, but it's all... Uh, but, yeah, I was just thinking, like, you know, it'd be a real missed trick to, like, Give her anything that debuted afterwards. This is crime. <laughs> right. She's going to be a Viking. That's a job for <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy V. No, that was in 3. Uh, That's true, yeah. It's oh not in 5. Yeah. Berserker's in 5. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, Final Berserker. Oh, my God. Oh my we always bought a Berserker yeah. once, so... <laughs> It's, it's funny, because Kryle admits, like, oh, I've never been good at offensive magic, but I'm damn good with this axe, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, logic checks. Love it. But, but, Cloretta, going off of what you said, um, seeing how, like, you know, like, the only, the only image in my mind when I think of Corsair is just all of Ottergon. And, like, if we, if, and I, and I already told Mike, if they somehow throw in Salahim Sentinels, stop. <laughs> oh boy, I am, I am going to lose. <laughs> I am going, I'm to literally give up the game. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, like, I, I, oh, that's funny. I, I, Ottergon was okay, but I just hate Naja Salahim with like a, Undying passion. I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> I cannot stand her. Someone said Necromancer. Look, my guy, I'm sorry. I just don't see Necromancer being a playable job in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, well, yeah. look. Yoshida yeah, thinks Necromancy is evil, so we can't so, so, be an evil. There's no such thing as a non evil Necromancer. So, so here's <laughs> the. That, that's the thing. In Final Fantasy lore, it goes out of its way to say that, like, you're literally torturing souls. You're committing acts of vile sin to be a necromancer. Right. Also, in Final Fantasy XIV, necromancers don't have the greatest, like, success record. Oh, no. Most Every of single one of them. Every single one of them. You mean you don't want Edda to be our job? Our Edda, <laughs> Nebeth, Ob the Lord. Like, N- I mean, Nebeth, Ob the Lord is probably, like, the most likely one to actually not suck at their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And he's and and they literally pulled the exact same person from Tactics Ogre. It's not a reference. Yeah. It's the same person. It's the same. He just dude. shows up it. in fourteen. Yeah. He's like, um, <laughs> this is nice. I guess they're gonna keep doing what they did over there. I <laughs> know. Nice. I, I, yeah, I, I've already I, played Necromancer in fourteen. Um, every time I do an alliance raid, I have to res all the zombies, and then they oh keep dying, and I have to res them again. <laughs> So I know exactly what it's like to play Necromancer already, and I can tell right. you, still wait, 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 a very, but if you still a very evil. If job. they're undead and you tried to res them, wouldn't that automatically? Kill no, they them? die again. They go from undead to dead again, and then I res them again. Like yeah. They die, I make them undead, no, no, but then they okay. die, and then I try to. Yeah, so it's just like a constant oh, cycle of so, death. So chat chat said something funny. Slide jumping back real quick said that you don't want the female Rothgar to be Naja Salahim. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. And it's just like, I'm trying, like, when I heard the voice the first time in, like, when we were at FanFest, I'm like, no. I'm trying to picture, like, Naja, like, <laughs> actually talking. I'm like, no, that can't be. Oh, wow. Nah, 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 I'm, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. I'm tripping balls out here, Naja. <laughs> nah, fam. Those are the legs of Naja Salahim. Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. That's just that's just the Sala part. We'll get the rest that's later. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll finish the other. Brand new job. Legs for days. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah I was, I'm I'm a little fleet-footed with some of these these references. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, you're just keeping us on our toes. Yeah. I usually have a leg up on Sly when it comes to these kind of things. So. Okay. I'm going to get ice. I'll be back. <laughs> I think we went a foot too far. He didn't like that one. I know he didn't like that one. Yeah, so... One thing that I'm very curious about that is not feet-related... Um, <laughs> shockingly is, uh, so we're going regarding the void. They, they went through a lot of effort this patch specifically to give us kind of, I mean, not into that entire expansion to finally give us some more definitive information about it. But around that definitive information, there have been at this point, four different Quests that have dealt with void-related creatures. One of them, yep. tangentially, they just kind of got involved because it happened to be the void. And the other three all converging now. Uh, if you've actually done all the quests, you have Unakalai, yes. who, yes. you know, was a child, not old enough to become a memoriad or anything from the 13th. Uh, he was saved by Elidibus. And he was brought to the, actually, Elidibus saves the source, in a sense. I mean, Mm-hmm. With Unakalhai. Yeah. yeah. It's a thing to think about. A little bit did make Unakalhai one of our representative to save the source. Because he knows the 13th. He doesn't want that. He don't want that. Right. Yeah. He'll take credit for that being a good thing. I don't think a little bit intended to do that. <laughs> he, knew, he, he knew there had to be a balance. That's the thing. It's very important to know. That Elidibus, among all the other Ashians, were was specifically committed to the idea of balance. So Elidibus did help us in a way because he would switch roles depending on what was required to maintain the balance. 
And that's why, you know, with the white robes and like all the other Ashians kind of didn't really, they didn't really vibe with him well because Hugh sometimes would help them. And then sometimes they'd see him on the other side being like, yo, what, what are you doing? You're a warrior of light now? Homie. You're supposed to be helping us? And he's, he's like, just out. It's, all, he's it's just all for balance. Day. It's no, all for I'm, balance. So. It, it's true, because, like, after what happened with the 13th, even, like, all the essence were like, uh, yeah, we don't want that to happen again. Right. Whoops. <laughs> so Elidibus was balance-focused. So he did help us with the Warren Triad, but he was also messing us up in other places. Yes. So it really depended exactly. on the scenario and yeah. what required, what type of ether was required I'd, at the time. I would so. generally say Elidibus caused us more harm than good. But <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Not, I mean, tangentially, yeah. Enemy of my did, enemy is my friend, kind of. Uh, he did not you know, balance that part of him. Yeah, he just kept <laughs> every single play he made was like, "You're a warrior of light. I've got warrior of darkness. Oh, you're the warrior of darkness now. I'm a warrior of light. It's I'm like, a real warrior of light. Dude, yo. come up with a different plan for once. Swap it. That's all he knew how to do the entire time. Right. Finally, we fight him, and he's both. We find him again. Yep. A little bit is all like, I got the perfect plan. I'm going to awaken a lot of people to the Echo, and that way Heidelin tries to play favorites. More light. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, a... I like that your image of a little is like slightly drunk. <laughs> Look, he's actually. been around for thousands of years. He was a child. <laughs> like, I mean... I don't think he was a child. I think he was just like a, he was like Alphanos. He was the youngest of the convocation. The youngest of the convocation, yeah. Yeah. He can, he can legally drink. He He can legally drink, but it's that thing of like. He just turned 21. If you got like a group of people together, no matter how old the youngest person is, they will call them baby. Yes. Which, which like, yeah, that's, that's what, that's literally what Emmett Selk was doing in that one short story. (laughs) No, exactly. So. That's right. He's a, he's yeah, a, he's yeah, a pretty boy. He's got a future. Well, technically not yeah. anymore. But you know, <laughs> well, no. oh. he's got a future. Not if we <laughs> had anything to he's say sleeping. about it. Oh sleeping. man! Speaking of Elidibus, the entire thing in Pandemonium—that's another uh, continuity error that I. Ugh. 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 <laughs> Which one? Oh, the one where. Uh, uh, what's what's her face? Athena. Uh, just so happens to, quote-unquote, find Elidibus' soul in the ethereal realm of the source, which is impossible for two reasons. Uh, number one, his soul was still in the Crystal Tower. I think and two, even if it yet. wasn't in the Crystal Tower, it would have joined the ethereal realm of the first. Yeah, that's the sort of thing where it's like, they can uh, they can square that, they can make that, uh, that make sense, they just didn't. <laughs> Right. I, I, 14 not, is guilty of that a lot, though. Yeah. It irritates me. It's, it's not hard to make that, uh, it's not hard to make that make sense, but we shouldn't turn, like, it's not hard to make that make sense to, into, that just makes sense. And, yeah. Right. No, yeah. So, though I could go on about the errors <laughs> in Pandemonium, and I won't, because that's an entire bread basket. Yeah. I, I, I think Pandemonium, like, stands up pretty well other than that. Don't worry. If, 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 you, get, if you get a little a too crazy about it, we'll find you some special cells. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that mechanic so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently messing me up. Anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, and so that's element number one. Element number two. I didn't think they would do it. I was celebrating it last week. Gaia, actually Damn. being an MSQ. If you've done Eden. 
I thought for certain they, they set it up at the end of Eden. They were like, she's like, you know what? I can probably still tap into my Asian powers. I could probably travel between shards if I stopped and figured out how to do it. I am still the Oracle of Darkness. All that stuff. She's like, I'm useful. And then they're just like, so we're going to go over here and talk to these people about the void instead. Does that sound cool? Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. See you later. No, but I will say I am glad that the MSQ essentially canonized both Gaia and Una Kalhai's stories. Right. Like, if you did all that stuff with Una Kalhai and bringing him over to the first, they reference him, and now they also reference Gaia. So, knowing that, like, the MSQ has said, yes, those events did for sure happen, makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my greatest joy, and I, I'm just glad that they managed to get because getting imagine you're a voice actor, you're only used for like ten lines total, I guess between <laughs> P, uh, between E8 and like E12. Yeah, well, I guess more yeah. than that because she she also it's voices, actually very yeah, yeah. Eden's promise. It's like Eden's promise itself is also Gaia's voice actor. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. kind of, it is kind of surprising they brought in a voice actor for uh, for From Gaia instances. during yeah. Eden. Where it's like, yeah, she didn't have a whole lot of lines, but uh, but it's just like, I mean, they did it, and it pays off now. <laughs> yeah, because oh, she gets to be, just gets a return and record. There are a lot of people who just forgot she even spoke in E8, and like they were like, oh my goodness, so that's what she sounds like. I was like, that that's a that's a similar sort of thing to when uh, uh to when a uh, Sid spoke in uh, the and I think like five point four, and it's like we hadn't heard like. His poster on Reborn voice actor uh, seems like sometime in Heaven's Ward. So it's just like, we all kind of thought that was a new actor. No, it's the same dude. <laughs> it's just been, it's Spe- been Speaking a while. of voice acting and that kind of stuff, I always found it, I, I was always like wishing for more, I guess is the best way to say it. Because uh, look at the 12, right? We just finished talking about that. And you get to mm-hmm. hear like their cool lines of dialogue mid fight and stuff. And I thought that to myself, great. Like, you already have them in the recording booth. Could you not get them to do, like, a few more lines for the out-of-raid yeah. scenes? I don't know what, like, the logistical thing is uh, there, because, like, we had... I we had a no, I, I, I know, I know. It's probably a studio thing and red tape yeah. and whatever, but I still think to myself, like, you already got them there, though. Yeah, I, right. I'm sure there's a reason. I just want to know what the reason is. Like, tell yeah, me. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, agree. I feel like... I feel like if there was ever any, like, like, time to kind of splurge on the budget and start, um, start including voices in the 24 man story, this would have been it. Like, this Mm. is probably the best one to start with. It was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because they had good voice actors too. Like, I don't think there was a single member of the 12 that I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, they, some of them we knew, Estinian being Rolger, and uh, I think yeah. Hien is not Thaliac. I think he's Ashan. I can't remember. So, Bob, yeah. the builder's been made to yield. <laughs> I, I, I do know that, like, Nold and Thal have, like, distinct voice, uh, mm-hmm. voices that have all been, uh, that have already been around. Isn't one of them no um, one knows Graha? who they are. No Isn't one's... one of them Graha? I've heard that theory. But yeah, I yeah. Haven't. Somebody said that. I remember someone mentioned Nalthal is supposed to be one of them, or one of the one of the twins is supposed oh, to be. Oh no, Ashan is Joshua's. I think that's right. Joshua from sixteen is Ashan. That makes some sense. Yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, like because we don't have like confirmed voices 
for uh, for Noldthor, except for knowing that they are fro- uh, that it's an uh, like a voice actor that's already in the cast. I've heard a bunch of guesses, and no one quite seems to entirely agree. Like I've seen a, an assumption of like Emmett Selkin hits the dais on that one, right. Hey, we got we got credits next next year. They're going to drop the credit reel, so we can we can figure yes, it out. They will. <laughs> so we'll actually know that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> just, wait I've to seen, find I've out. Seen... Good. I was going to say I can't wait to find out if they do because it's kind of hard to tell if all of the voice actors do uh, eulogia's lines. Yeah. That, that yeah. feels like it would be a very difficult prospect. I mean, so is designing that fucking thing, and they did that somehow. <laughs> Cosplayers I don't know if that was, was busy. Cosplayers yeah. absolutely. That was just a blend. Good luck. Good luck to the cosplayer that tries. You to you know for you sure though. Out. There's at least one cosplayer out there. Is like someone's gonna do it. Someone's yeah. gonna do it. Like, well, time to get ready for the next one. <laughs> I, I, I know somebody. Someone's gonna do it. I, I have seen yeah. like a Lakshmi dress, so it's like, I mean, it's gonna be more work than that. But it's like, like that solves a lot of the same problems. So, right. I, I just feel like I just feel like with that square channel, like they channeled a little bit of platinum games there. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. God damn. But yeah, they, they definitely this- channeled that part of like certain kinds of uh, like uh, depictions of religion, uh, of religious figures that are like a bit too much. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't even expecting Eulogia. I thought it was going to be like a. That was a good reveal though. I like it. It was very cool. And yeah. I, I did uh, like, like a bit of like Greek etymology on that, uh, on that one that, uh, yeah, eulogia, obviously that's the root word for eulogy. It also, like, mm-hmm. more literally means a blessing. Yeah. Uh, and also oh, they're, well, like, they're, like, attack before, like, doing the, uh, uh doing Eudaemon. the one, uh, Eudaemonia, yeah. yeah. That was, yes, that was that, amazing. That, tra- uh, and, like, Euda- uh, Eudaemon translates to, like, joy, but it's, like, a spiritual joy that we don't have a specific word for. Yeah, the good demon so, kind of thing. Yeah, so that word yeah. basically means like that. That attack basically means like the joy of Aeorzea, which is a very nice name for it. That was that was that made that did make me tear up a bit. I think I actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I did cry. I cried really hard at the end. I of mean, the, so did the I. But I have a weakness for sad ook, animals. Ook, ook. <laughs> yep, exactly. That that's what killed me. Poor <laughs> monkey. I don't care about the gods. I care about the sad monkey. Nobody picked him up the whole time he was sad. No one picked him up. What was that? Why did no one pick up the monkey and pet him? I swear. They've never had pets before. (laughs) Because off screen, every time someone tried to pet him, he hissed. That was me at the vet yesterday. So yeah, not me. Like I wasn't the one hissing. Clearly, but you were hissing at the Uh, vet, man. (laughs) Mister Happy went to the vet. Who's trying to take my temperature? I was like, I'm not here for that. My cat's here for that. <laughs> Why are both of your hands on my shoulders? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic joke. Anyway, uh, so I, the, the big, my big takeaway from all of the entire Endwalker and with the void is that They've now put all the pieces into place. The Void's always hmm. felt kind of like a bunch of fragmented stories. Yeah. 
And at this point, they, they wrapped all of that up and put all the pieces in place. If they, now the problem is if they ever want to do anything in the future, something's changing because there's right. no chance they expect you to do all of Unicall High's quests to do the MSQ at <laughs> any fucking point. There's yeah, that, no way. <laughs> that might be I, time for like a field operations uh, thing like that. That might be like right. a future boss. Yes, bring, you know, all the people that want Bosnia back. That would be an awesome return of the Bazi aesthetic is, hey, we're going to the void to help clean up things. And you bring in Unical High and Ciela and yeah. all the people eventually. Like, because they have all these, like, small little plot lines that, I don't know, I, I was under the impression they just completely forgot about the void quests because yeah. it just, it happened. And then it just, nothing. Like, and now we're going, we're going to the void, but with different people. And I'm like, why is Unical High not here? And why do I only... Like, the only way to know that he's aware of it is you have to go to him and tell him, hey, I went to the void. And he's like, what? You did? And I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I, to be you fair, I said it with us. What are you doing? Like, take him with us. Yeah, I, he I needs said to it, be there. I said it last week. Uno Kalhai is our oldest example of every patch I have to go talk to this person. Because yes, every time. Yeah. Because it changes every time, too. Yeah, he's one of the most. <laughs> him and... um. The Mama Aura, Grandma Aura, are the two that for the longest yes. time you had to go back and visit every single oh, really? time. Check it. Yeah. I didn't know about the last one. <laughs> yeah, she changed it. I want to say the last time I spoke to her was because she did mention about like when they were giving hints that we were about to become villains in Shadowbringers. She was like, "I sense a darkness amidst your radiance. You know, pray it doesn't. Pray I'm not. I'm just you know misseeing things." And it was that, that was a really interesting, like, entry point, because you're like, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? And then, of course, the whole thing about us becoming technically the villain of the first in order to save it. Yeah, I, I was like, that was, that's a really cool, uh, reference. Yeah, Temulun. Yeah, Temulun has, has some, like, prophetic visions of the future of the MSQs and things like that. I should really, really go cool. back and see if she's changed. I haven't checked in a long time. Right. Yeah. Honestly, like, going off of all that, I thought it was interesting, like, if you talk to Silva and tell her that you met Zero, like, she'll be all like, really? You've met a living Memoriate? I mm. used to be a Memoriate, I know I lost part, my powers. That part, that part felt weird to me. It like, did feel weird. Because I was, I was down with the whole Shadowkeeper thing. It was really cool to see that they officially used all the models from the 1.0 trailer, right? Because we had, mm. you know, the Rogadin, we had the, the, uh, the Hume, Hume, <laughs> the, the person that was known as Derplander became Ardbert's official person and then all that stuff with that. But they didn't use the elf, right? I mean, a lot of people were asking about that. They're like, who, you know, who's this person? Who's the glider? And then when she shows up in the role quest, I was like, oh, you know, like the Leonardo meme. Like I was like, oh, 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 it's her. They're using her, and I thought that was super cool. And then not only that, they incorporated this whole concept of her being the the shadow keeper. She was doing all the things behind the scenes. She was encouraging the warriors of light to become more and more powerful by creating instances that would lead them to become more and more powerful, so they could kill her. Because as she was like, "Yeah, if you beat me, then the, you know, then we're good, and we get the 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 shard fixed." And they didn't want to. They were like, "No, we're not going to kill you because we love you." And it was, she's like. Oh, <laughs> but that whole point, that was such a good story. And I liked it so much when I was introduced to it. But the moment I spoke to her and she's like, I used to be a memoria too. I'm like, you know, you, what you were, you were a memoria before it was cool. Like, is that what that was supposed to be? Like, you're <laughs> honestly, it would have been a lot, like, <laughs> made a lot more sense for her to just say, Oh, I remember the memorias. 
Some, yeah, yeah. And, and if they just like, left it at to that, just it would shoehorn, shoehorn, shoehorn her in. That's the word I think is shoehorn her into that original concept. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that doesn't make. I I don't know. I didn't I didn't really vibe with it, but it I saw what they were trying to do. It also doesn't make sense for her to just lose all of those abilities with no explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. She just didn't want no. it anymore. She's like, I she it. didn't want it anymore. No, she, I don't like this. Well, no, I want to be a big dork. It can happen. <laughs> but, uh... All the same. I've been waiting for the Void stuff to just come full circle, but it won't for yeah. a very long time. If at it's, all, yeah, it, well, we're still waiting fair, for some it, points. It, to it be will connected. make sense if in the future, like, let's say we still have void scent issues. These are void scent that haven't, like, consigned to Zeros and Golbez's vision for the 13th yet, you know? They're, like, I don't see all the void scent suddenly being all like, yup, let's save our world. <laughs> and of course, they oh, real, actually real they can't, like, completely fix the, uh, the 13th because then Reaper gets fucked, so. Yep. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's the like way, the first, sorry, you know. Sorry to Sly if you're being spoiled at all. I mean, the chat says you haven't... Uh, I do not mind, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, no, I told them you <laughs> yeah, abandoned that me, chance. Happy yeah. bitching me to go to the the Void, the... Uh, Someone mentioned it in chat, and I was like, oh, shoot, West. I didn't even no, think about it. worry about it, like, I'm... I you invited a bunch of lore keepers onto yep. your yeah. show. You we, knew we, what was going to happen. Yeah, this is a you talking yeah, about like, Silva and everything when right. an old show right. yeah. regardless. I'm so, so I'm sorry for spoilers. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I, you still need to go do it, Sly, or you won't be able yes, to do it. Yes, you'll do it. You need the experience. in the process of doing it, yes. <laughs> yeah, how will you do the, the Void Walker MSQ when it eventually comes out? Right. <laughs> oh god, don't don't make the void, void quest walker. like MSQ void mandatory. Locker. That's that's gonna kill the game. <laughs> like I said, they'll just take all the prereqs out and just like make it so you have to do warring triad and then like cut out everything else. That's funny. Yeah. Just cut out all the role quests and just be like, listen, if you did them, cool. But if not, listen, they're just they're all here. <laughs> the little boy got saved. We don't know how. You know, he's been trapped in the rift for a hundred years. Nobody cares. Just here. Maybe that when the Kelhai's been referenced, we can finally go back to the conference room at the Rising Stones. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt so bad for him just standing in there. Every every patch, he's just like... He was there for, what, three whole... No, two whole expansions? Like, he's just stood there for... Yeah, all of that. Yeah, like, you didn't get to leave till the end of Shadowbringers if you did all the roll class. For I think five <laughs> whole years, he was made to sit there with his arms crossed against the table. I, I five think, whole years in one year, yeah. I think in one of the MSQs, they even make mention of him being in there at some point. I think there's an NPC <laughs> that just mentions Unakalhai's in that room or something. Yeah, right? he's still in there, which is why we don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> it just raises the question, of, like, what's he doing in there this whole time? <laughs> Come on, you know what right. he's doing in there. Yeah, <laughs> studying. Brooding? Yeah, he's, he's, he's brooding, yeah. His, hey, the person that helped him was Uriange. He was just following his example, you know, standing in the corner with the yeah. lean game. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, and every time you speak to him, he has to do the animation to get off the lean. So you're like, oh my god, I don't need this to take three seconds longer. Every time, my dude, just stand up, please, or stay sitting. I don't need you to stand up. I'm taller. I'm um, I'm not taller, but half the people are taller than you anyway. And if I'm a lala fell, I'm shorter. You're better off with the lean. <laughs> Either way, 6.5's MSQ just kind of starting up, but there is one exciting prospect that I think uh, you all might have some commentary on. Um, 
for the first, not for the first time in a long time. I guess that's incorrect. But it, a place that we've wondered about for a long time is about to become the centerpiece of an entire new lore operation. <laughs> and that's oh, it's Tural. So fun. Tural, mm. I love it. Are there I any... like that it's got a new name that isn't, like, slightly too colonialist to be comfortable with. <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, listen, yeah, we do. <laughs> the Blue Mage Quest might have sent it that way if the Blue Mage Quest had gone a little too long. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that the... was that was a lot. The Blue Mage Quest made me nervous. I was getting nervous. I was in like, fa- please, please, Square, don't make this lore, please. In fairness, Martin is an idiot. So yes, fair. also Martin would lore. absolutely call. Cool I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They straight up made Hingashi isolationist era Japan. I mean, yeah. that's the, straight the... writ from our history. Right. Yeah, that, the, important, the important thing is a cure was found, so we're 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 not replicating the colonial era. <laughs> we we yeah, exactly. essentially averted it. <laughs> I wonder they, if they're they, gonna make they us vaccinate. They did bad and they're doing go over there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like I wonder, I do wonder how they're gonna handle because that since that was were, already a problem once, I can't imagine us just going there. Just just this massive adventurer showing up. It's like no, 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 hold up, wait, no, no, you stay here. We need to, we need to, we need to make sure. That yeah, you're good got, to go before oh, you go into Yakta L. That's what Green Mage is for. Green Mage will be what they 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 send us to the Green Mage Guild when we get Green there. Green Mage cures all the all the diseases. Exactly. They they prepare us for for the life there. You know. I like that idea. They, they put the a fish Orzea on our pox. head and recite a chant. Oh my gosh. The Aorzia pox. Yeah. They they make sure we don't spread Aorzia pox all over there. <laughs> But, uh, no, 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 chat's right. The way to cleanse it is with the infamous Mamulja dance. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to come up at all. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> that, oh, that, that entire cutscene was amazing. All the all the dancer wow. girls are, like, horrified. Meanwhile, you Running have a little away, yep. going, yeah, 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 this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. And it, I mean, it is Giga Rushu. I mean, he's, his tastes are, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's we've right. we've 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 had to deal with him before. Oh my god, so yeah. funny! Uh, but is there anything in particular, given that we know at least a, a general idea? Obviously, these are the Americas, specifically where we're going. There's a lot of Incan architecture and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. draws from you know Middle America, you know Golden City, all that stuff. So, is there any uh, is there any particular element you're looking to explore? Something that we know about the new world oh, that yes. we haven't actually. Protons, looking forward to the barbecue. The barbecue. <laughs> Thank you so much for opening yeah, yeah. that. That was, that's, that was awesome. Thank you, Sonotic. So, in explanation, there is a, what, two lines of text that you get from doing studium quests. And this one's particularly towards the, uh, the Weaver one, uh, with the astrologian, a faculty of astro- astrology. You find mm-hmm. out there is a chain of, a chain of islands, an archipelago off the coast of Dora that in- essentially invented barbecue. Right? Mm-hmm. And so this, this NPC is introducing it to you and to his friend Jude. He's like, you never heard of barbecue before? It comes from the new world. And oh yeah, I remember that part. You, yeah, that part resonated with me. And mainly this is, this is genuinely just a personal thing. My mom is from Trinidad. My mom is Caribbean and barbecue originated in the Caribbean. So I'm like, hold on. Are they putting the Caribbean in Final Fantasy 14? And I got, oh, I was all over it. So if. If they do introduce the island chain that that barbecue is from, or if we just get barbecue in the game mm. overall, and it said, "Hey, it's from these islands," I literally have a analog reference to where my mom comes from, so that's super cool. And yeah, the babacoa. 
I was I was super stoked to hear that, and I was like, among among, among many things to look forward to, you know, like uh, I, I mentioned it on. I, I got to do a panel at LunarCon about all the references in Twitter, and one of the things I was really excited about was uh, Urkel Pacha. The area, if you look at the, the art of Urkel Pacha, to the very to the very far right of it, there's a band of like colored stone, like just like mm-hmm. long, long line of colored stone in the hills and stuff. And if if you know your geography, right, that's an actual location in Peru, right? It's uh, it's called Binicunca, and it's a or the la, la I think it's the La Montaña de Siete Colores. Right, that's what they call it down there. There's an actual mountain in Peru that's a rainbow, and Final Fantasy XIV has taken and created an analog of it in Arcopacha. So I'm like, yo, 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 that's oh, I want to take so many pictures of that and then show that to my Peruvian friends and be like, look, it's Benicunga, and just like you know, just get them excited to see that reference in the game. And I think overall, in terms of everything I just mentioned. Being able to see those references and understand how they're doing it in a respectful way mm-hmm. is such a cool part of the universe of Final Fantasy XIV. Because it's not just a fantasy experience. There's there's some sort of relevance to it, to our to our backgrounds, and that's really, really cool to get into. So I'm ready to unpack all of that and be like, hey, that's from Peru, that's from Honduras, that's from Guatemala. You know, just start pointing out the country references and be like... As really soon as Dawn Trail happens, you'll just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be out, I'm going crazy. I don't, you know, I speak Spanish for a reason, so I'm going to be, <laughs> going to be using that a lot, I think. I'm glad you can but get yeah, excited. I never want to see New Jersey in Final Fantasy. Don't <laughs> 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 no, no, worry, we're going to the southern portion of America first. That's <laughs> Let's, we can stay there. We don't need to go any further north. Oh That's my fine. god. That's fine. But we did get a clouded Maricidia on the new map. Right. Yep, that was cool. <laughs> What will what will leave first? The clouds are all over Maricity or Elsinore. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Well, okay, the entire so planet, the, the entire just planet, poking, gets unclouded. Just poking the bears, right? The the, the funny thing is that when we were at FanFest and Yoshi P was doing the big reveals and everything yeah. on screen, as soon as he showed the new map, Croton will remember. I turned around to him, looked him dead in the eye, and shook my head. I'm like, nah, nah, this ain't it, fam. <laughs> Yep, I remember that. That was so funny. It, like, like it was just, it was such a slow-mo moment too. I just, I'm watching Synodic as, like, I'm, I'm observing the map being revealed, and then I turn to Synodic, and he turns around, and he just goes, and I'm like, yeah! Because <laughs> we were, like, I'm wearing the shirt, you know, the Uncloud Ilsevard shirt. We're, we're sitting here trying to promote this thing. We're like, come on, Yoshi P, oh give us a, God. give us a bone. And, and, if anyone, I, I mentioned it a, a while back, but I actually got a, a picture. I got to take a picture with Yoshi P because of that golden ticket thing they were giving out. My girlfriend got a ticket to go get a picture with Yoshi P, and she gives it to me. And she's like, you should do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I went over there with my Uncloud Elsevart shirt for the photo op, and Amy translates the shirt for me to Yoshi P, <laughs> right? And he turns to me, and he says, someday... And I'm like, that's not an answer, man. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Someday could be next week or next decade. That's not good enough. Right? I'm like, someday is so far. Like, come on, man. Just just feel better than better than Blitzball got. When Joe Cat gave me his golden to to go see uh, uh, Koji and Matt, I was all like. Yeah, I asked them, and then Matt just looked at Koji's like, you know, every if we ask that to the writers, they're just going to ask Oda. 
So let's <laughs> yeah, just ask yeah. Oda. <laughs> Oda. Oda. Oda is the source. That is one thing. If we, if anyone ever has a direct line, you want you want a direct concept brought into the game. You need to get your answer to Oda because he's the one that's drafting everything. Yeah. So that's you got you get... one phone. See, see, he has like a couple of phones. He has the red phone. Yoshi P. Oh. Okay. Don't have it. Does he now? <laughs> Okay. So, do you? For real? Yeah. Oh, well, this I mean, changes if it, well, everything. I mean, it might be. I'm colorblind, so if it's red, I have no idea. But oh. that's. <laughs> I don't have Amazing. a red phone. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, what are they, when they, when we go to reclaim, uh, what's the, what's it called in, uh, Ilsebard for the Garlands? The Silvex. Locus Aminus. Oh, Corvus. Corvus? Yeah, when we go to Corvus, yeah. it'll get unclouded. There you go. Yeah, that's, I think that's, you know, that's, that would be the time to do it, a very good time to do it. Mm-hmm. But, could, like, I don't know, the, the fact that we've gone to both Bosga and Wurlit, which are both nations in Ilsevard, and somehow that didn't uncloud the map. Exactly. I was just like, okay. That's the biggest like, thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the entire says, video. You go to Bosga and it's question mark, question mark. I'm like, I know we're in Southern Ilsebard. What are you doing? Like, don't, you know, don't gaslight me, map. I know where we're at. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same thing with the Island Sanctuary, though. Yeah. Like, whenever you go to the Island Sanctuary, it's like, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, I know we're in the Seldalays. Just say yeah, right? it. Just say it. <laughs> You're, you're confused. The Seldalays is actually in-universe, like, written with three question marks. Oh. <laughs> Bruh. I That's wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it being question mark, question mark, question mark is a, is a leftover from what Zadnor and Boja were supposed to be. Cause originally right. they were supposed to be the, uh, we were supposed to time travel back to before Ooh. they were destroyed by the fall. Mm. That was the original plan. Can we not do more time travel? Well, that's why, that's actually why they didn't do it. They said because Shadowbringers did, did the time memory travel. Thing yeah. 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 We've done time travel three different times now. Can we not anymore, please? <laughs> yeah, because that was I'm the whole reason they introduced uh, Tartarus in the Evil East quest line. They were going to use. Yes, Tartarus they never even brought that that's, back. That's they just... what they were going to use it for originally. They were going. So now it's just a hanging thread that they will. It, it, yeah, and it, Noah. So the one thing I'm always sad about, and I always mention this: Save the Queen was such a good amount of like context, story, mm-hmm. and narrative. But they didn't even finish the narrative in the game itself. You only yeah. know the conclusion of the story if you get all the field notes. And I was like, wait, why did you end the story in the field notes? I don't understand. That nobody's gonna know that. <laughs> like, yeah. they're gonna be like, okay, so what happened? Um, it's kind of already done. They're never coming back to this part. Wait, why? Cause it's in the field notes. What? What? <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because a lot of people also have the same whiplash sensation with uh, Ramza from the Evil East Raids. Mm-hmm. Suddenly going from a little brat to suddenly a nice kid and everyone's like, wait, what What the hell just happened? Oh, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was struggling until the Aurasite told him to be it, nice. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of just glossed over. He gets shocked by Orisite and is like, oh, I'm our a nice guy Orisite is like that. <laughs> the only does, person who's so terrible they're improved by Orisite. Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I thought it was that he, um, a part of, like, the original Ramza that his namesake yeah. comes from, it, like, influences mm-hmm. him when the Orisite zaps him or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's soul, it's soul stuff. 
It's yeah. all salt stuff, you know. Yeah, it, you know how it is. It's all weird. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah, soul stuff. You know how it is. It's soul it's stuff. Just, yeah. Ramza got fixed by things that would have, like, caused people to go, like, apocalyptically insane in any other context. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, hey, there's a giant alien presence that became a primal that's been asleep for the past several thousand years. We need you to go kill it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, don't forget, Hildebrand is now, so aliens have a political place of power. Yes! <laughs> okay, so funny thing about that entire story, though. I am 100% prepared for the Hildebrand story to kind of do, like, a big red herring rug pull. <laughs> simply because, like, as soon as that cutscene ends with the alien race bit, like, there are two different characters that come up and say, wait, that doesn't entirely make sense. Oh, well, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't it, explain why they're nigh on invincible, I think, is what it is. I know, because, like, I remember that, uh, I think it was Nashu who said, like, wait a minute, but Hildebrand's mom isn't an alien, so, wait, never mind. It's a and then you talk oh, was, to Godbert, and he's so, like, that was, yeah, he's like, oh, I've been researching the family tree, but that doesn't make sense. Oh, well, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, I love that part because, like, I'm going to be completely honest. That part of the story is making fun of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really is. It's, oh, yeah. it's a lore dump that's making fun of lore dumps. So... Yep. It's, it's like, like you, you see you see Ultima Thule, right? You see the general concept of Endwalker, and you're like, wow, this is so absurd. You can't get more absurd than that. And then Hildebrand comes in and just proves you wrong every single time. Mm-hmm. And and it, and the, the what's even funnier about that is that it's... Home to some of the best animations ever created for the game. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's their experimentation spot to kind of play around with different animations before they put it into other stuff. But then it's also just like, you really don't want to try to follow the story too closely because your head's going to hurt a lot. And yeah. <laughs> I, I've always liked Hildebrand's story because it's also where they introduce like smaller things that then become like quote unquote serious canon way later on. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sildi <laughs> was only really elaborated on in Hildebrand yes. before the variant dungeon. They they had no access to Sildin lore until they just added this variant dungeon. The only way you knew the story of the War of the Sisters was doing Hildebrand. Yep. And so it's like, you have to go through this absurdity. Which is really odd, because the War of the Sisters <laughs> is extremely dark. Yes, and Hildebrand so is extremely up. comical. <laughs> That's why I, it's that, so great. That, I mean, it's the same right. with Gigi, even, just this little time mage puppet thing that's, that's, that's yeah. has to be explained. It's like, they go really ham at a lot. That's why I say you can't really sleep on Hildebrand all the way. Yeah. Not to mention no, yeah. Stormblood you have. Well, now, now if you want the relics, you have to do them all. Yeah, I mean, true. heck, even Nashu's yeah. backstory is extremely depressing. Yeah. Mm. I think Hildebrand lets them go as way darker than the, uh, than the main story because, like, the main story can't go that sad for that long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he... Yeah, put a couple man. cuts. Cut we went with that there, That's story. kind of the best we can do. Oh. Slime. Okay. Uh, because we're getting... We're, we're a little bit past end time. That's perfectly fine. I expect okay. it to happen on a lore yeah, show. Always normal. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, right. I want one last question before we sign off, though. Is there any particular, whether it be main or side quest throughout Endwalker... Uh, story beat and or lore bit that has stood out to you as a favorite? Ooh. Ooh. 
I know my okay. answer, so I'm I'm waiting to see everyone else's. Mm, let's see. I'm I'm coming see, I'm through gonna, everything. See, you kind of took a little bit of fun. I was gonna go like all throughout, like not just in Walker, but the entirety. I, I want to stick to Ed Walker. Okay. I mean, because the thing is, N. Walker. If you pick one, it kind of forces you to pick the entirety of right because the last the ten years. They're all conclusions. Mm-hmm. Like Omega's a conclusion. Tataru's mm-hmm. are all follow ups to raids here. Like all that stuff is is all yep. kosher. I do have an answer, yeah. and it's like something that I'm always inordinately excited to talk about. Eureka mm-hmm. Orthos. <laughs> yeah, I still need to get that 400. Ugh. Oh, I, I believe I've I have the grind. 400 for this. fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just I'm like, and and I've always been the type of lore person. I love the amount of work that's done for the lore in this community. I love that there's all these videos and and all these di- dissertations that help explain it to other players. But when it comes mm. to my perspective. Right, I have to do it myself. So I want to watch the video, but I also want to get the four hundred. So I'm like, I'm at this like yeah. standing point. It's like, can I get the four hundred? Not really, but I'm still gonna try. And <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Claire Etic has told me and a bunch of other people that it's some of the best lore in Edwalk. Yes, and I'm, I, I'm tempted. I'm so tempted to go into that, but it's like, oh, it, it ties in utterly <laughs> insane things that you'd never have thought to connect. It's fantastic. Oh, I need and it. I need it. I have to. I, thank you for reminding me again. Detail. I'm going to have to really put that there. Yeah. So. It, uh, and like, I mean, I've always been happy because it, it confirmed a like weird crackpot theory I had at, like during the Shadowbringers patches uh, that like I raised and people were like, oh, that's a kind of an, a neat thing, but it's like, that's kind of conditional. And then come Eureka Orthos like, oh no, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna dig into that. I would recommend. Yeah, add, let's add that to the task list of things. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> I've got to do Void Quest. You've got to do Orthos. All right, Orthos. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of wondering now, like, how actually could we just do an, an entire like law group like run of uh, like Eureka Orthos? I don't think we're good enough at it, but like, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a bad. Oh, person. Speak not for a yourself. Not a bad. Terrible. If I, if I can get the floor 100 of my group, you can. Like you, you'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> That's fair. It's like I spent most of that fi- uh, that like final floor fight dead. So. Uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was me and like we were a four person group. It was me and um when when the tank it was time was it you who survived was it me and you or I forget just do, just do what my group did and kill it in under sixty seconds so you literally don't have oh, to do wow. anything. Oh, just, yeah, just pop, just pop everything. <laughs> you you pop, save, save, literally save pop everything. Three onion knights, four strengths, and mm-hmm. it's dead and before it even does anything difficult. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's strategy right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got Eureka Orthos. Uh, you two have had a little bit of time to think now. I, I have to say, if we're, if we're sticking to kind of like the Endwalker experience, it, it was, I, and I don't know if this like tongue in cheek, because I've already kind of bring it, brought it up. But being able to go to Thabnair for the first time after 10 years of knowing it existed, mm-hmm. right? Having that opportunity to, you know, show up. And, I mean, there was references upon references there, right? There was the giant skull, giant mountain of giant skull, I should mention. I mean, that was a gratuitous amount of giant skull available, uh, which connected really, really tightly with its 1.0 referencing. And then... What I really enjoyed, of course, I, there's a there's a really special moment in my Endwalker playthrough where I was on I was in the shores of the Edlamod and I was talking to all the NPCs 
And one of the Ara mentions uh, chutney, right? And I, I, I started to just get really, really, like, I, that felt so nice because my mom used to make chutney, right? As, you know, she was born in Trinidad, but my, my descendants, you know, my, my, my ancestry is Indian. So when I'm seeing all the Indian references and like they're talking about curry and they're talking about lassie and, and all that stuff that I grew up with. And then of course, I mean, there's the giant statue of the elephant with the chakra, mm-hmm. you know, seeing all of that was so, I, it was just, it was such an awesome opportunity to open that window to that side of my life that I knew growing up with, but didn't really understand. And so doing the lore research for it, when I was researching the references, I was getting more into Hindu concepts. And then, the, you know, they, they have that whole, the, the tribal quests where you're throwing the colored powder just like they do in yeah. the holy celebrations. Oh, I loved all of it. That was so nice for me as a man of Indian descent to be able to engage with and additionally share the lore behind not only in the game but in right, real life. Because I have a lot of people who ping me. They're like, hey, so you, you know a lot about Favnir, right? And I'm just like, I mean, kind of. I grew up with it. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's not only a lore thing, but it's a life thing. And it was such a nice opportunity to invest time into and share that with people. And yeah, I just, I will say out of everything, being able to enter into Aft Avenue for the first time and really vibe with the aesthetic. That was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the music hits. Oh, they did such a good job of music too. Love it. Oh yeah. Love all that. is one of my oh. favorite songs and that's, uh, yep. I know that's old Absolutely. awe, but it has very similar. Yeah. You know, right. It connects. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, why didn't we ever get Rennie on the show? Oh, was uh, that? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I actually consulted Rennie before doing certain videos on Endwalker I stuff know. for pronunciations. <laughs> just to we make sure gotten I sounded as show. not white as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have no, gotten Rennie on the show like for a thousand. The accents, yeah. yeah. The accents are, are difficult because it is a whole different language base. And I do hear some players, and no no offense to any of those players, they pronounce it with an English accent. And they tend to say things, and you're like, uh that's not how you say that word, but you know, yeah, really <laughs> yeah. and I, and that's the thing. I mean, thing. I don't expect people. I mean, I don't expect people to know yeah. Sanskrit. Yeah, yeah it's a classic. I don't expect all that at all. But, takes inspiration from so many different languages. It's impossible yeah. to keep yeah. them all straight. I mean, yeah, I mean, you do have down to like Bahamut. Yeah. Like it's Bahamut here, but it's Bahamut if you go back to yeah. you know, like the actually, if you thing, listen, you know. yep. if you listen to the uh, to the first brood speaking dragon speak, they pronounce Bahamut. Uh, as mm-hmm. Bahamut. Yeah, they do. <laughs> right. So it's everyone else doing the same thing that you were just saying that the creators. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it looks like Bahamut. Just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiamat is just like being like passive aggressive about correcting our pronunciation, be, and no one. Hey, oh, don't say it like that. That's to, my. To hope. be fair, <laughs> they also speak really slow, so no matter what, it's going to yeah. sound like Bahamut. Bah. Well, to be fair, they're speaking in our brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do they so speak cool. so slow? Come on. Right. <laughs> uh, and then scribe, uh, you. We still need yours. Uh, honestly, this is an easy one. I'm going back to our first conversation. It has to. Go- I have to give it to the twelve stuff. Nice. Uh, because, like, it gave me the story that, uh, the Void, like, arc in Postmarker didn't. 
like, after, like, Base Endwalker ended, I had so many questions about, like, what does all of this mean now for the star? What does this mean for its people, its cultures, and the world moving forward? And the Twelve not only gave us a lot of answers to, to some of those questions, but it also gave us answers to stuff that we've been postulating and wondering about for the past decade. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to finally not only get all that addressed, but have it done in such a uh, organic and de- and beautiful way. Honestly, all of those zones, all the heavens we got mm-hmm. to go through were mm-hmm. gorgeous. The music oh, so was well amazing, and like the fights were fun on top of it all. So uh, I just got to give it to the twelve uh, mm-hmm. stuff. They they knocked it out of the park with all of that. It's also, like, a great, like, map for, like, lore that already existed that, like, suddenly now has a bit more roots. Like, all of those heavens we met, uh, we went to, those are, those are the Astrologian cards. Mm-hmm. And, like, Limlane's boss fight, like, Lim- Limlane herself has, like, several pieces of fish lore that are, like, relevant right. to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. are those two so beings the ones that we think, one of them we think is the corpse in, um, what's it called? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Genosha, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Patikos and Thalios yep. uh, as the bit of a... Uh, the, the sea serpent legend. Yeah, because yep. we also yep. thought Thalios. in the 1.0 cutscene for Limsa, we thought one of those was Paracos or, or Thalios as well, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, like, Thalios was uh, the, uh, uh, is, like, the big uh, skeleton on, uh, uh, in that part of uh, Lenosia, and, like, if you ask, uh, like, the guy in charge of, like, the Eorzean Aquarium, he's got a big theory about that one, which is, like, great. I'll just leave him to that one, uh, like, yeah. later on Twitter, I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah, Pedicos has not appeared in any other way except in, like, small, like, lore esoterica and a fish. Mm-hmm. There's little Pedicos and little Thalios off near, like, Costa del Sol. Yeah, and I want to say, I, I do want to point out, at least from what I understand, the skeleton named Thalios is not meant to be the Thalios. It's a, yeah. supposed to be a giant sea creature from prehistoric Eorzea, or at least back then, yeah. that died there, fossilized, and so everyone had no idea what it was when they found it, so they called it Thalaus, yeah. because they're yeah. like, hey, that reminds us of the giant sea serpent that Lim Lane created. Yeah, Let's exactly. Call it that. influences yeah. what we see yep. in the fight. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So them naming the fossil then leads to the development of the, the entities that uh, Lim Lane had control over. It's it's so crazy. Just all the no. little connections they made. Yeah. And that, you know, that, you that's exactly the reason too. I love the 12 yep. stuff so much. Like It yep. feels like a lot of love went into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things they could have they could have gone wrong with that they, yes. they pulled together or or they put a lot they of good, they put a lot of good references to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the Azema Azim connection was there too. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was awesome. They actually took time to mention that because everyone everyone made it up. I mean, even Uriyaji brings it up in MSQ at some point. He's like, "Hey, that's really com- interesting that Azim sounds like Azema." Hmm. Yeah. And you're like, uh, "Hmm. Yeah, are you going to tell us?" I wonder why. <laughs> And they did. They actually did. And then Azima's all like, oh, by the way. Yeah, I used to be, I used way, to be your best girl. friend. <laughs> I used to be your best friend and you didn't remember. And was, uh, so I think she funny. also said she was maybe going to be, a, like she, she thought yeah, about she it. Yeah, she was, was next aspiring to become a, uh, yeah. a, a, I guess you would call it the student of Asm or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like following if, in if the glory days hadn't happened, then she would have been next in line. Yeah. Basically. She may, exactly. yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, over on like, uh, like Halo might have become the next patch Yeah, yep, yeah. That was crazy. I, that was I a neat took, one. Oh my gosh! I was like, 
I had to I had to do some digging because I was like, how many times has Pastro come up in Final Fantasy XIV? Three times, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? That's it. And they just decided, they picked that one, and I was like, wow, that's I'm I'm glad that they're giving an opportunity to men because everybody asks, everybody asks every single you know questionnaire we get, every QA get, anytime you get to ask the devs, I see it all the time. When are the other Asians coming out? And it's like, I I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to fit that without it sounding annoying because it's like, yeah. I think at this point we are done with the Asians. Like, let's yes, be exactly. let's be for real. But mentioning them. In casual conversation, doesn't seem to be that bad so far. Yeah. So like no, being I'm, like, oh I'm hey, this was Hamworld's place, and you're like, oh cool. That's all cool. all we gotta do but... is like go over to, to the Dawn Trail like stuff, right? We're gonna right. wander around that area. We're gonna find some lonely dude on a farm, and he's gonna be tending to <laughs> his Hamworld. <laughs> And, and, and he's going to be all like, oh, who are you? Oh, I'm Hal Marut. And he's like, wait, you're an Asian? What, what are you doing here? Like, I'm retired. I just want to, I just want to farm. I was in this. In my opinion, that would be the, that would be the best way to yes. interact with the rest of the Asians. So just, I, I would casual, like that. You know, would, like, yeah, like, they're just they're done. They're like, is, you know what? I'm done with this whole darkness thing. I'm exactly. I'm just live life Zodiac now. is yeah. gone. The unsundered are gone. At this point, they're why, like, why keep let, trying? At this, yeah. Why even? Let, let's just mm-hmm. enjoy our never, lives now. Who cares? Yeah, maybe they were never into it in the first place. It was, it was right. Like, they just <laughs> stayed in their shards. Like we're bored. We're done. Exactly. <laughs> we're gonna find Posturat, Helmarut, Dudelfon, and Ultima like at a bar playing cards or something. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you just go to the last end and you just see this well no. well dressed person. Hi, I'm Godelphon. Like, what? So, I know this, this is going to be like a really off-the-cuff reference, but does anyone remember that one? Uh, I, I want to say, what in the X-Men movies? Was it First Class when they're trying to recruit all the different Wolverine. mutants and then yes, they, yeah. they yeah, find Wolverine yeah. he, in the bar yeah. and he kind of just like, nah, and he leaves. Fuck off. Fuck off. That's, that's, that, yeah, Fuck that's, off, what, yeah. that's how we find the other Asians. They're in. <laughs> They got we one F bomb for, for PG thirteen, one F bomb for PG thirteen, <laughs> and Wolverine. They gave they correctly gave it to Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, and th- that's how we're going to meet the other Asians. They're going to be in the bar, and we're going to be like, "Hey, we need your help," and they're going to be like, "Fuck off, nope, nope," and just walk out and like. <laughs> that's Fantastic. so funny. I know my dude. Favorite. We're tired. <laughs> I know Sly knows what my favorite is. I just like thirsty Suzaku. Hey. Yeah, that's bad. That's that's that, like that's my highlight. Moment. And and every everybody knows mine. Like it's so easy. <laughs> this is the descendant of oh, Tenzin, wow. Tenzin and Suzaku. Let him talk. No. <laughs> One second. Don't don't nothing yet. D- don't go peck his eyes out yet. <laughs> they all look at her. They're like. <sighs> <laughs> Not this that, again. <laughs> that part of request was was my favorite, just because there's like a whole lot of like really tiny, like blinking you'll miss it, uh, like law things, uh, just like yep. the little things that go, uh, that just went on in Hingashi going, going on, and and yeah, we we like scared that one uh, that one like uh, that one uh, warlord like half to death again. <laughs> he deserves That's it amazing. every time. Though. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care if we have a really good PvP arena in his house. It's it's how how can one soy sauce boy cause so much trouble? It blows my mind. Listen, soy sauce oh, is serious. Yeah, business. soy sauce mogul. Serious yeah. business. There we go. So- he's, the, <laughs> no! he's the Hingashi version of Godbit. 
He is. But he didn't make the soy sauce. He's just the son he's of wealthy soy it. sauce barons. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. He doesn't even... He's just the son. That's right. Exactly. He's just a spoiled brat. He's Hildebrand gone bad. Oh, man. There's still so much more fun lore to finish up with, too. I'm hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. Oh, totally. They yeah, did do, do make, they made a lot of references this patch. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Like, I can do a lot of research to do. Break if you want. <laughs> no, we, we probably, I, I, I've, I've something I need to get to soon-ish. So oh, I, I will start signing us down, winding us down That's here. Fair. But, uh, it's, it's been a great talk. I hope you've all had a good time. Both you actually, you know, here. Absolutely. Chat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, if you didn't have a good time, then shut up. <laughs> They're just like, they heard one opinion. They were just like, I don't like it. It's like, well, I don't care. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's every person I tell that Dark Knight's magic isn't Dynamis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to point them to Machinist's uh, limit break, and like they never quite pick that one up either. Oh, you know, that's a real satellite from space, totally. <laughs> just, just been floating yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just Omega left that when he when he showed up, and he just it just pooped in mm-hmm. behind them just to like monitor <laughs> yep. everything. It's perfect. All right, well, <laughs> let's start winding down. Thank you again for joining us for this fun little discussion of six point five and beyond. With story and lore related stuff. Hopefully everyone enjoyed in the chat and over on YouTube as you'll be getting to see this tomorrow. Uh, before we do outros, quick thing. I have not been good with getting them onto the podcast, uh, app. So those are all, all five of the most recent ones, including this one. Those will be up at the same time pretty much tomorrow. So if you've been waiting for them, you now have a lot of material all at once to get through. Five uh, yep. five state of the realms at once, so that's my bad. Just because been busy with stuff, I got TwitchCon. Yeah, that's that's a whole day of chores right there. You can then <laughs> hold. Yeah, you can, yeah. I thought you meant for me for a second. I was like, no, it actually only takes no, like no, five no, minutes. You, you, but you know, <laughs> I just haven't done it at some point. It's like takes no time at all. Uh, that'll be yeah, it'll be done soon. All right, well, uh, let's start signing off. You know, we started top left to bottom, so now we'll we'll go in reverse, I suppose. So, scribe, thank you for joining. Let's tell everyone. Yep. What you're, what you're working on, what you're looking forward to with the patch, and uh, you know, all this usual outro stuff. You know, sell yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, long time listener, first time uh, sitting around in it. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I always got like new Laura videos coming out every week. So anyone who's interested in learning more about Fallout 14 lore, whether it's about one thing or another, I've always got something coming out. And yeah, that's just me. I'm always writing. I'm always creating. I know that feeling. Nope. Claritic? Yeah, so you can find me uh, doing, like, lore, uh, lore and story videos on uh, on YouTube. My current plan for the next one is going over the lore of all of the 12 that we all know uh, forever now. Uh, that might take a little too long, so I might do a little side project in the meantime. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll make sure that's linked in the YouTube description as well, so they'll be able to catch that in no time. And finally, Croton. All right. Uh, For my outro, I did want to take some time to thank Mr. Happy and Sly the Fox Mm -hmm. for inviting me to this. Yes. Yes. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, To kind of mention, I started playing Final Fantasy XIV in 2015. I also started watching State of the Realm in 2015. Uh, 15 and 
I don't know. This is a very, it's a full circle feeling because I remember meeting you two at FanFest 2016, getting to talk a little bit, getting to take the photos, and now I'm here on the show. And it just, it's, it's very special to me. And I do really, really want to let you both know I, I appreciate this time and opportunity to, to come on because it's like, yeah, I mean, hey, full circle now. I met you all. Now I'm on the show. You know, it's just, it was nice. It was very, very nice. And uh, going from watching this to being on it, huge, huge jump. I appreciate that so much. And in terms of the stuff that I do, of course, I have been, and I, I keep saying the word busy because it's the easiest way to describe it, but I have had a lot of things to work on in the past couple of days on top of Final Fantasy XIV. I've been streaming Final Fantasy XVI, my playthrough of that, and reading everything because, let's be honest, Valisthea is gorgeous and has a huge, huge, deep history that also, I mean, it's the same devs, let's be honest. So <laughs> I've been reading all of that, playing that, and getting, and getting a chance to knock that out on Twitch. And I've also been working on promoting the launch of Heroescape. It's a tabletop board game that I have mentioned in the past. It discontinued 2010. They're going to try to re-release in 2024. And so I've been working with the company to launch that game and get that, get it, get it as known as much as possible. So yes, I have to mention it here. Like I'm super excited for coming back. And it's definitely one of the things I've been working on on top of Final Fantasy 14, Final Fantasy 16, all the other stuff I do. So. Most important thing, if you do have any lore questions, please, please feel free to ask me. I'm on, yeah. you know, you can ask me on Twitter, you can ask me on Twitch, you can ask me in Discord. I use the same names most, most of the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, you can find me on those links, you know, pretty much the same thing, the SM Collate, so on, whatever. Uh, those, those are the places you can find me at and bring your questions if you have any. So, and once again, thank you so much for uh, this opportunity. I really do yeah. appreciate it. It's been a this pleasure. Is, so much fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's been an honor. And then, Sly, I guess we, we also have to tell people. We have to tell that's, yeah. that's, that's, Why? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, that. You, you first. I mean, I mean, fine. Fine. I'm Sly. Who the fuck am I? Like, I drink <laughs> the video games. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. Sly K. Gray Fox. Twitter at Sly the Fox. Um, uh, what am I doing with myself right now? I'm playing Lords of the Fallen and hating gravity. And Pilgrim's Perch. Fuck that place. Um, <laughs> it is October, so it is a spoopy month. And rather than, than like backload everything into Halloween, I kind of want to, you know, get a little bit ahead of it. So I'll probably be doing some, I will be doing some things in the coming weeks. Um, has nothing to do with spoopy, but I'm just, just getting out there. Spooderman's is coming out. So I'll be doing that. Uh, in terms of the spoopy, um, World of Horror is coming out, uh, October 20th, I believe. Uh, Slay the Princess is coming out. Um, also, I kind of want to do something a little bit different as well. Vampires the Masquerade, maybe? Yo! The first time. I, hey. I, it'll be my first time, so I oh. thought it was better spoopy than Vampires the Masquerade. So yeah, there's no. that. And then, of course, our yearly tradition of the Halloween stream, let's slide, Jennifer, because that's always a tradition and you don't fuck with tradition. So yeah, <laughs> that is what's going on in my neck of the woods. Happy. Also hating gravity and Lords of the Fallen. Um, <laughs> I just yep. tried to run past the stuff that makes me hate gravity. Um, and then they still yep. make me hate gravity. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, I've just been uh, busy getting ready for TwitchCon next week. I'll be in TwitchCon 
And I'll still need to wake up bright and early to go over EU FanFest and co-stream that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. At, 4, 4 a.m. Uh, in Eastern Eastern Standard Time. That's so great. <laughs> I think it's 4 a.m. too. Shouldn't it be 5 a.m.? Because I think it's 2 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Wait, wait. It'll be one a.m. one a.m. Pacific if it's four. No, well, that's what I'm saying. It should be five p.m. Yeah. Eastern because yeah. I'm certain uh, it's, okay, it's yeah. two p.m. Although you should definitely be up at four if you want to be awake at five, technically. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's been my primary focus. Other than that, it's just YouTube, YouTube, Twitch, Twitch, YouTube, Twitch, and lots of Souls games. Like Lords of the Fallen, there's okay. Lies of P, Elden Ring, Crowd Control. There's a Crab Souls <laughs> game coming out that I gotta play. <laughs> I saw that and I'm yeah. fucking into it. I want I I want that Amazing. demo so bad. Yeah. So there's uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on. So that's that's my spooky for October is just getting jump scared by giant moths that eat my face and uh, being a crab that fights lobsters. So you know, fun times. But that's it for me. Uh, with that, we're going to go into a very short post show. Uh, I got to get to the gym and get home by four o'clock, hopefully. So that is uh, my remaining plan for the rest of the month. But yeah, if you're going to TwitchCon, say hi. But thank you again to our thank guests. You. Thank you again to our sponsors. And with that, we will not see you next week because I won't be here. And so we'll talk about FanFest the week after that. Ooh. All right. Sounds good. Nice. All right. With that. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. See ya. Stay safe. See you soon.